Time to record now. <laughs> Don't really need that. We just need this up, and chat will be there. Sweet. Yay! It works. I'm okay with this. Like Anakin and Pod Racer. It's working. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't watched episode. Oh no, no, we can't do it like this because I can't see the live version of us. So oh, this, this will go here. And then this will go down here. We need another monitor <laughs> this down is, here. I don't need another monitor. I want one. Well, considering that's not even a monitor, that's just a TV. And this isn't even a monitor. It's no, a, drawing a drawing tablet. tablet. <laughs> I mean, I guess we could just do this. Why is this sticking out? I've never had that stick out before. That was weird. That was weird. That kind of works, right? Yeah, I guess so. And then we'll just throw this up here just in case so we can make sure we're still live. There we go. Kinda. I hate that that sticks out. I wish that that would just go away. I really wish it did because you popped chat out for a reason. Yeah. And then they just put a fucking image there. It's like, hey, like, hey, did you, you, you want pop chat the chat out? It's like, yes, yes, I did. That I popped the chat out for a reason. I'll just do this and cover it up my, my damn self. There we go. They used to do a thing where if you did it not in the middle, it would mm -hmm. only go down to the bottom. Yeah. I miss that. Apparently there's oh, certain apps you can download for Windows do that allow you, you to do grid underlays. You do this now. You just drop it to the bottom and it yeah. resizes it. It's like, okay. yay! There used to be like grid overlays for Windows where you could just actually set up a grid and then have drag Windows into the grid and it would snap into certain sizes. So... Pretty cool. Why? Are you, what's so goddamn funny? So, you looked at my face and you no, started laughing. It makes me exactly. feel bad. Um, <laughs> kind of funny games has been, or kind of funny in general, has been doing the DCEU in review, right? Yes. <clears throat> Every episode, they've been having one of them dress up as another character from the movies, technically, because okay. one of them dressed up as uh, Robin. Robin's not in any of the movies yet, alive at least. Um, True. One of them, Kevin Coelho is Martian Manhunter, who also, not in the movies. Oh, I guess, yeah, I should have went with that instead of the dead Robin. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but they did... Oh, yeah, so he is all green. Mm -hmm. He put face paint on, on his face. It's like a bodysuit and then face paint on I his face. He's still got mustache and beard and all that. So they have green screen type yes. in their room or in their uh, office or whatever. So Greg... <laughs> Greg had a moment <laughs> where his mind was broken and didn't know how they were doing it because of the way the way that they did it is the background image is just the set that they're on every every week without them there. Mm -hmm. So like everything lined up perfectly, and he's like, "I don't know how you do do that." And he like put his hand behind him. It's like, why isn't my hand showing? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, subscribe to us and not kind of funny. Or both. Um, <laughs> Don't throw shade at people who are so much larger than I we are. I love kind of kind of funny. <laughs> I, I listen to them more than I listen to anything we do, but they also make a lot more than we do. Like, a lot, content. lot more. Also, money. They also have a lot more people to do it with. They have nine? Nope. They have at least more than five people. You can get a lot of shit done with at least more than five people. You can get a lot of shit done with more than two. This is also true. Hello and welcome to another episode of Space Time Taco. I'm your host, Chris, with... Nate. And we're going to talk about some random shit. 
Yeah. We have no plans. Not at all. Definitely don't have any notes. We're just going to nope. go off the rails. What are those, bullet points? All night. What are bullets? I don't know. I, I don't bear those. Get it? Because yes. arms. I have arms, but I they're not bear arms. arms. Okay. We're up further. That's We're back further. I think that's part of it, too. Maybe. I'm seeing I more. just love how there's still just like a hole in your chest. Oh, should I put the pillow in front of it? I mean, it doesn't help. <laughs> What's better? Pillow, no pillow. <laughs> pillow, no pillow. <laughs> oh, here. We can match. There we go. <laughs> Hello, welcome. We have no soul. <laughs> uh, <laughs> soul in the back room. <laughs> um... <laughs> You could put it in the middle. That's like nothing, nothing. Some portal. Kind of nothing. Um, we we're, what? I don't... First bullet point. Go. All right, fine. No, well, why is what we're playing down at the bottom? That's usually what we cover first. Because I typed everything else up above it. All right. <laughs> it's to blame for the disorganization of this podcast every week. Retroactively, we're we'll gonna, do the last bullet point first, and then go back up to the top. Yes. Okay. Cool. So, what are you playing <laughs> the last? Because we haven't seen. Last time I talked to you, uh, Call of Duty Season <laughs> Two. Yep. Was deep in its trenches of warfare. Yes. Um. It's a good way to put that, right? I guess. <laughs> uh, and then you were also playing. Was it a sports game of some sort? Was I playing a sports game of some sort? Probably not. Were you back in a, like a into a Forza or something? No. I don't remember. I don't remember either. That's that's a problem gonna, I have. <laughs> Let's see if we can get into. God. Doing it live. All right, we're good. We're good. No, no, no. One too many. That's too far back. All right, good. Uh, hump everything. Uh. Hey, look, temporary new background if you're watching the, the video version. Yes. I almost said audio version. Um, With artwork. That is not available anywhere. Oh, that's a lie. One thing is available on a shirt currently in the store. Nope, other way. Keep going. Keep going. Keep, yeah, almost. There you go. <laughs> yeah, the Super Bros. You can buy the Super Bros shirt right now. Etsy.com slash store slash nope. That's not it. I don't know which it. way to make my hands go. Spacetimetaco.com slash store. Yeah, that one. Yeah, 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 I always want to say Etsy.com slash Spacetime Taco, but I don't think that's how they, they space... I don't... I don't know internet. <laughs> I'm trying to find a good... That's a good no. relaxed well, position. what I did play this week... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I did play more Modern Warfare. I went up a couple tiers in the Battle Pass, finally unlocked the new SMG that's out. They call it the Striker 45. It's based on, of course, another real gun, the LWRC 45 SMG. A lot of people thought it was the UMP from the... The ump. Yeah, from the older COD games. Say it how the professionals are. So I found out something. If you go to the last tier in the battle pass, you unlock a weapon blueprint called Gravedigger. And that weapon is essentially a skin with a couple attachments on it as well, as all blueprints in Call of Duty have, for this new SMG, which actually turns it into the H&K ump. So you can have basically a little modification on your gun there that makes it look like the ump if that's what you want so real quickly i don't want to derail too much but i mm -hmm. know we don't get political uh did you happen to see the i think he's a congressman the video of the congressman that basically took a ak-47 off of his 
office wall and was like, try and take my gun from me or whatever. I didn't see that, but he sounds real dumb. Um, so <clears throat> it's it's a pro- it's a fake gun. It mm-hmm. has a a, a, a lock on it or whatever, a trigger lock on it, just in case. Anybody thinks just in case anybody tries to shoot the fake gun. Yeah, it, no, it really was one of those things where he would he's following all these laws. He like has special permission because technically no one is allowed to have any kind of fake weapon mm-hmm. even in where his office is. Um, and I'm I'm again not going to get onto the political side of this. My my not issue, but what I noticed more than anything is that his gun looks like he has a Call of Duty skin on it. <laughs> Let me see if I can pull this up real quick. Um, <clears throat> it's, it's funny that you say that because for whatever reason a new trend has popped up in the gun community, specifically Putting people skins who, on guns. Well, people who assemble, you know, AR. A lot of people build AR-15s. I built mine. Oh, AR-15. Um, thank you, not AK-47. Okay, yes. Uh, Congressman poses with AR-15, <clears throat> telling Democrats to come and take it. Uh, it's a Republican Ken Buck of Colorado. Uh, this is. Why does it have to be my home state? Colorado is your home state. I was born there. That, oh, okay, so I did see a picture of this. It it looks like a fucking Call of Duty skin. It's literally just a shit ton of American flags. Yeah, which I'm pretty sure is a skin in Call of Duty. It's not, not in this one at least. Oh, but. not anymore? It, do you remember some of those, they like had yeah. the animated skins and all that kind of they shit? They have various skins that they come out with in microtransaction packs, like cosmetic packs, stuff like that. One of them did have like an American Eagle sticker and motifs like that. Every pack is themed after something. Mm-hmm. One of them I bought literally is an anime pack. <laughs> it came with a pink... Actual anime or like... The, actual anime. The I dirty mean... anime that you have on this list later on. <laughs> no, actual anime. Um, no, it had a pink skin for a gun with a little anime girl on it. It came with a weapon charm that was a little chibi anime girl who was like in tactical gear and stuff like that. <laughs> and it came with a pink octopus like... Monster sticker. Cute. For weapons. So, And that's in that's this in, current one? Yeah, that's in this current one. They came out with a what they call a tracer pack, <clears throat> which actually changes the colors of the rounds you fire. So, like, you hit somebody with it, Is and it like pink? It, this one was pink. It was called Tracer Pack Anime. <laughs> I would love if they did, like, a... Because, you know, Halo has Grunt Birthday Party. If it, mm-hmm. they would do something like that, where it's like, oh, look, it's gone. They've done blue, red, Yay! and pink so far. So... Sometimes I get shot and I'm like, someone, am I fucking playing Advanced Warfare or someone shooting me with laser guns again? <laughs> I I never played that one. I can't even remember the last. I wouldn't recommend it. <clears throat> I legitimately cannot remember the last um, Call of Duty I played. It might have been Ghost. Maybe. Which I enjoyed. I mean, this one is similar to Ghost in like Time to Kill kind of ways, but yeah. um, other than that, again, I don't think... Call of Duty has become, it's still a huge, huge chunk of the market, but... Well, it's still the number one game every year. It's not a game that... No, it got dethroned this year, did it? Yes. What was it that beat it? Do you remember? Uh, fucking... I can't remember. Neither can I. Well, continuing on. (laughs) Anyway, no, uh, it's not a game I recommend everybody just go out and get because everybody else has got it. You know, it's one of those things where... You play Call of Duty because you like it. Now I'm at a point where I feel like I enjoy playing Call of Duty as much as I remember other people enjoying it when I was playing it before and all I was doing was, like, screaming my vocal cords out. You yelling at a video game? Yeah. 
So I actually haven't experienced that in a while, but that's also because I haven't played any video games no, with you guys in a while. But that's I do it a lot less now. That's the thing. Is it because of me? No. <laughs> I do it ironically enough, I do it more at single player games than at multiplayer games now. But that that has been me for a while mm. now. Um I quickly found out how much I prefer to play single player content. Uh not so much story driven, but like you know, the majority of the games I play aren't even AAA. It's I usually play yeah. a lot of indie games. <clears throat> it's just my kind of stuff. I found myself screaming at The Witcher once because I kept trying... I forget what I was trying to do. I was trying to go somewhere, and for whatever, Geralt has like a four-foot vertical, but if he jumps four feet down off a ledge, he dies. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> I kept doing this, and I was like, what the fuck? How do I get out of this spot? I don't know what to do. <laughs> but anyway... Uh, so Call of Duty, oh, that's played, the other game you were playing. And watch, Witcher, Witcher, yes. Um, but you're done the Witcher now, yes. right? Yes, the other game I'm playing <clears throat> right now is Dirt 4, which I downloaded from Xbox Games Pass again. Um, they have Dirt game Rally 2.0 on there, which is a newer game, but I never liked the Dirt Rally games because they don't have a dedicated career mode and all the features that the mainline Dirt games do. Um, if you don't know anything about this game or racing in general, which most people don't, I don't blame them, um, rally racing is what you see people racing on dirt. Well, ra- I, what is the one where it's there's a person in the car telling what directions? That's rally go? racing. Is it the same thing with the dirt game as well? Yes. So okay. in real life rally, actually, the whole navigation system that you get in this game was developed by a famous rally racer, Colin McRae. Um, but when you're in a rally race, which means you're racing essentially down an empty back road in some country that's mostly, it's usually going to be gravel or snow in the case of Sweden. Sweden is the only place that does snow stages for any Ooh, rally event. That sounds pretty. Um, <clears throat> sometimes there's a, they have asphalt tracks, like plain asphalt roads in Spain that are really windy and twisty. Um, but anyway, all that aside, rally racing is set up and it's a race for time. So you start <clears throat> each what they call a heat or a section of this race, and then you, all those sections make up the total race itself. Whoever makes it through the fastest time on all those stages is the winner of that rally race or championship or whatever it may be. Your navigator or co-driver is the person who sits next to you in the car and they relay to you instructions because you're going usually so fast down these roads and there's so many blind corners and things like that, you don't have time to really think about you know, how am I going to hit this corner in front of me? You have to be able to predict things as they come up. Rally yeah. racers are kind of almost precognitive in that way. So you may have your co-driver say, you know, left six, which means a left shallow corner is coming up. They rate them. They rate corners from six to one, six being the shallowest, one being the tightest. Um, and then you have other corners like a square turn, which is a right angle turn or a hairpin, you know, things of that nature, or an acute turn, which are the hardest to do. Cute? Uh, acute. Acute. Like an acute angle. It's yeah, very yeah, sharp. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I enjoy the game because I enjoy racing. Dirt 4 allows you to race in a lot of disciplines. There's not only rally racing, like what I just described, but there's things like uh, land rush racing, which is basically racing, if you've ever seen trophy trucks, there's big race trucks, basically. Yes, I um, actually Or know. stadium buggies, even. Um, you race around basically a big dirt track in those. Um, so they had those. I completed the land rush stuff because that was really short. 
I just finished up the Rally Cross circuits. Rally Cross is kind of the new thing in racing. It's actually headed up by the FIA, which is a huge racing organization. Um, it's where, like, if you ever heard of Jim Connor, it's where Ken Block comes from. He was a drifter who actually helped with the Tokyo Drift movie. <laughs> um, a lot of professional drifters did most of the stuff. Thank you for reminding me. I have to fucking but, binge all those movies. Yeah. Um, Rallycross essentially is a new wave. It's basically racing around a closed circuit track like you would expect in... Like, uh, NASCAR, not really NASCAR, but like F1 style racing. Yes, Mario Kart. <laughs> I have to equate things because obviously yes. I don't, I'm not a, but you know what F1 sports. racing is and you know that they drive around a track. Yes. Okay. So tracks like that, but it's mixed surfaces. It's gravel, it's dirt, stuff like that. What and you're explaining to me. Yes. It's Mario Kart. So <laughs> you have to take laps around this track again, mostly for time. You are racing now side by side with other people. Um, but there's also what they call a joker lap, which is a small section of the course that's a little bit more technical than the rest of the course. It's basically designed to slow racers down. Oh. So there's a rule in Rallycross where every single race, every driver has to take the joker lap at least one time. So if you can get it out of the way early. Yeah. So there's a strategy involved depending on where you are and how much time you have to catch up to other racers. So what you're explaining mm -hmm. to me, describing to me now... Yeah. Is Mario Kart drunk driving? Yes. Where? <laughs> so, if I if just to make it simple, let's say you're in first and I am, you know, five. I'm half a second behind you, basically, on the track, right? Have I already done the Joker lap? In this case, yes. You or no? You haven't done your Joker lap because this is an easy way to explain it. You haven't done your Joker lap yet, but I also haven't. We're coming around the track. We're completing our first lap, both of us. My spotter who you have a spotter, every team's got a spotter. They look at the track, they look at your position, they look at where the other cars are, and they just give you information about what's going on. You know, how many cars are ahead, if it seems like the track is clogged up ahead because too many people are fighting for, for position, things like that. He may tell me, on well, that instance, okay, go ahead and take your joker lap now, you're half a second behind, you can make up the time later, because... He knows that you haven't taken yours, yeah. so when you take yours, that gives me an opportunity to slip into first place. And you're not going to take a second joker lap because you're going to fall even further behind. So there's a strategy involved in the racing itself. It's not just about driving skill. It's about when you decide to do that and how you get around the track. Yeah, I never knew the joker lap was a thing. Yeah, so... Um, that's interesting. There's a really interesting rally race, a rally cross race video of this championship racer. He actually... There's a lot of of course, collisions in these races because the tracks are so tight and races are so close together. Um, this guy got hit pretty hard on the front driver's side of the car and the axle was actually bent inwards. So his tire was sticking out at an angle. Oh my God. Um, he completed the race on that and got first place. And the way he did it is the Joker lap had a turn in it that was a little bit longer than the regular turn. So he took that over and over and over every lap just to keep the car at a specific pace as he made it around the track. <laughs> and it was insane because you're watching people who have perfectly working vehicles try to catch up with him because he just used what he knew and used his driving skill to get that car through over and over again. And that happens in real That's rally ridiculous. races. People blow out tires. People bust up parts of their car. On an actual rally stage, you have certain stages that count as service areas where your team is allowed to repair your car, mm -hmm. but there's a time limit on those repairs, so if you go over the, over that, you usually incur a penalty to your time. We, we accidentally <laughs> ate Taco Bell ahead yes. of this. 
So you have to be very careful about, you know, when you push your car versus when you let off and take things a little bit easy. It's just a really interesting motorsport if you're into that kind of thing. I know a lot of people aren't, but for me, rally racing has become, because of this game, has become my favorite type mm-hmm. of, of auto racing, period. Um, other than that, what else did I try to play? I tried to play The Witness. Why do you say try? Because I'm bad like at puzzle, puzzle games. games. Yeah, I. <laughs> it's not that I don't like them. The Witness is a beautiful, it's charming I game. It was fantastic. Yeah. The problem is, is I got somewhere. I'm not even that deep into the game. I got maybe a good thirty minutes into it, and I just could not find out what the fuck I was supposed to do. <laughs> I looked so hard, high, low, left, right, up, down. It does. the The learning mm-hmm. curve on that game really goes from like, hey, we're showing you all the different types of puzzles. Mm-hmm. You're gonna follow a certain progression and then it hits a certain point where it's like i mean you can go wherever you want now you can figure out the path you want on your own and i'm like fuck so it it just got to a point where the frustration outweighed my enjoyment i was like i at least have to put this down for a little while did you ever make it to no you're only half an hour in i was about to say did you make it did you make it to the branch puzzles no that was that was part of the because pro- I saw you do the branch puzzles where you're lining up oh, that's branches right. I forgot. and yeah. things like that to find out the route you're supposed to take through this grid. Um, was I doing was I doing that one on the stream at one point? I maybe? think so. It's just it's again uh, it was the same thing for me when I tried playing the Turing test. There was a certain point I got to in the game where I just could not figure out what I was supposed to do. Yeah, and. That is what frustrates me about some puzzle games, is it comes to a point where you want the puzzles to feel challenging. Challenging doesn't mean that they have to be hard, though. It well, doesn't mean that they have to, like, kick your teeth in and make you feel dumb. The, the fun part, <laughs> fun part, I guess you can say, um, is remembering who made this game mm-hmm. and realizing how difficult the previous game he made was yeah. which is uh my mind's blanking on the name right now it's the time traveling puzzle game oh. or the time control puzzle game mm-hmm. where certain items would move certain items wouldn't move mm-hmm. and the entire thing was basically the story of the creation of the atomic bomb <laughs> um which man when you don't beat that game and or you don't pick up on that throughout the game which is would be kind of surprising um still is fucking ridiculous uh <laughs> I did download, uh, oh, I bought, because it was on sale, um, Nier Automata on Xbox. It was 20 bucks on sale, because they were doing a big Square Enix sale. There was a big Sonic sale as well, yeah. um, which sucked, because there were a lot of games that I'm like, I already own all the ones that I want on this, because Generations was on sale, and so was uh, Sonic the Fighters, which... I don't care what anybody says. I fucking love <laughs> Sonic the Fighters. It is one of my all-time favorite fighting games. Um, but the most disappointing thing for a lot of people, Sonic Generations hasn't been on sale mm-hmm. for fucking ever. Um, they finally put it on sale the week after or within a week of the Sonic game com- or movie coming out. And then for the month of March, it's free with... Uh, game Pass. No, with uh, Games of Gold. Oh, games it is of one gold. of the Games of Gold games, which... I don't know if it was just a bad timing kind of thing, or... Well, as it stands right now, I'm just biding my time. My birthday is the day after both Animal Crossing and Doom Eternal come out. What are you going to play first? Probably Doom. Wrong. Why? Wait, are you only going to get one at a time? 
I don't think I'll get one. It depends on if you get what it both. Looks. Yes. I recommend playing Animal Crossing first. Do you know why? Why? Because I think we talked about this before. You can do all you ha- can in your first day That's right. very quickly. And then, and then can you just... can just stay up until 5 o'clock in the morning playing. <laughs> <laughs> Ripping and tearing. Ripping uh, and tearing. They did do a, I watched a lot of preview videos of Doom Eternal's multiplayer mode. Um, they did this battle mode now. So it's an asymmetrical multiplayer where it's two demons versus one slayer. Um... <clears throat> the thing is, is the Slayer in this mode is really powerful. Like, he's got, you know, heavy-hitting weapons, and, you know, he can get armor, he can run around and kill little NPC demons and get more resources. So he's pretty powerful. Like, taking out two demons for him, if you're skilled, is not a problem if the demons don't know what right, they're it doing. It literally is like the camera's uh, end is there. The demon players themselves choose from a list of demons that are in the game. So there's different strategies to be applied for each and every demon. Um, they brought back one of the demons, I forget its name, it's, I think it's called the, it's the Hell Vial or something like that. Um, this demon was actually, I think, in Doom 2, and he was the most annoying one to fight because he could literally resurrect other demons. I hate that shit. <laughs> so, you can't really do that in this, but... It's like, take him out as soon as you while can. While he's not extremely hard-hitting, he's great at controlling the way the Slayer moves, because he can put up things like flame walls, he can put an AoE effect on the ground, stuff like that. So there's strategy in the way you play each demon, there's a strategy in the way you play the Doom Slayer himself, um, to get victories and to win. They added a lot of customization to the multiplayer mode. Um, you have these things like podiums, which show off your character before the beginning of the match. Those are customizable. Um, there's customizable skins, both for the Doom Slayer and Demons. You actually get one if you pre-order the skin. It's a meme skin for the Revenant. Oh, my God. So the Revenant is this big, tall skeleton dude with rocket launchers on his back. They yeah. made what they call a Doot skin for him. So it replaces all his, like, cyber stuff with just, it's like, just tubes horns? and its horns instead of rocket launchers. I'm so at- <laughs> I didn't know they were actually putting Doot in the game. Yes. So they have that... Um, that is incredible. The single player is expanded a lot more. It's not necessarily an open world game, but there is a hub now that Doom Slayer yeah, has. Yeah, I did hear about that. It's actually called the Tower of Doom. <laughs> um, it's an orbiting sort of space station kind of thing that floats around Earth, and you collect these things throughout the campaign called Sentinel Batteries. When you find them, they let you upgrade your tower and unlock new stuff. So you can unlock different armors for your Doom Slayer. Um, you can unlock, you know, lore stuff. You can unlock you know, weapon upgrades, all kinds of stuff, just by cl- going around and exploring levels, mm-hmm. collecting the right stuff, and putting it together. The way the developers describe the combat is it's not checkers, it's speed chess. There's a lot more strategy to the way you approach demons now, especially with this destructible demons feature, and them having weak spots. Um, there's more stuff to earn per level now. They had these combat ratings in Doom 2016, where you the more demons you killed in a level, the more that went up, and you got weapon upgrade points for every one that you filled up, every little circle you filled mm. up. This time, the map tells you which areas you've cleared out, which areas you still have left, and where certain areas are. So it's easy for you to navigate through a level now and say, hey, I haven't cleared out this spot yet. So it's also not like you don't ever run into respawning yeah. enemies in rooms. Well, there won't be any respawning en- there won't be any major respawning enemies. It's not like you're going to run into say like a baron of hell 13 times in a row just because yeah. you're running too slow through a level. Um, there's a meter, just like there was in Doom 2016, but there's a green part of that meter which is your regular just everyday demons you're going to encounter throughout the level. 
Um, there's a pink section of that meter, and those are for secret encounters that you have to kind of go out and find, and those have tougher demons in them. Um, but there's they have a social feature. For it, I'm guessing. Yeah, there's a social feature as well where some of those secret encounters can happen because someone else, say on your friends list, was actually killed in that part of the campaign level. Oh, so the demon like, that killed um, them will appear. Like uh, Diablo. Yeah. The that's demon cool. that killed them will appear, and you can kill that demon for extra rewards. That's actually a really cool idea. Um, and then they've got these things called Slayer Gates, which are the <laughs> big We don't challenges. even have Doom on the list that no. we're talking about. It. But they've got these... They've got these big challenges now called Slayer Gates where you can find these keys by killing certain demons in a level. You find the gates, you use the Slayer key to open the gate, and the Slayer Gate is this basically really, really tough battle arena that's hidden in each level. And if you beat that, you get another extra reward on top of all your other stuff. So there is an incentive to try to beat everything in a level as you play through, which... Adds the runtime of the game, but also just makes it interesting because it's there's fun, you're going to approach every single encounter with a different strategy than before. I always like seeing that 100% room completion or whatever for mm-hmm. things. Yeah. And it feels the combat feels like an upgraded form of what Doom 2016 was. I've heard a lot that the the mobility, the speed, and all that has oh, been yeah. like just amped up throughout. It's the ramped up thing. a lot this time. You get. Uh, the only thing you had really for mobility in original Doom was a double jump. Mm. Well, so now you got like, the double jump. You yes. got the the weird grapple kind of well, thing. Well, you have the meat hook on the super shotgun. Is that what is it's nice. called? It's called the meat hook. Yes. Um, so the super shotgun but has... It hooks more than meat. Yeah, so you can... Basically, it's used to attach demons and close your distance between them. But you can use it to kind of launch yourself off of them and move around and stuff. Um, you've got little poles that you can swing on. You've got walls now that you can actually grab onto and climb. Ooh. Um, See, everybody takes takes uh, some inspiration from and now Breath you've of the Wild. You have two dashes as well. So these dashes can be sideways, forwards, backwards, whatever you want. And there's also certain parts of levels and even in certain battle arenas where you'll find items that refill your dash as yeah. you collect them. Well, I, I remember early on when they showed off gameplay, I saw those and I my mind instantly went to uh, Celeste. Yeah. It's like, oh, I need to make it up here. Oh, so, good thing this thing is yes. recharging my jumps. So you have you have a whole lot more freedom to move around, and that's what they really mean by the speed chest aspect, is it's knowing your enemies, knowing how to bring those enemies down effectively, but also just knowing how to position yourself to do that in the first place. You want to... A lot of it is almost Souls-like in the fact that you have to learn the patterns that your enemies use mm-hmm. and then try to counter those patterns with your own stuff. And there's no more, like... Oh, well, I just have a really powerful weapon, so I can just one-shot everything in the room. The BFG is back, but now there are even demons that are resistant to yeah. super weapons. So you can't just, like, run up to... They're super demons. Yeah, you just can't run up to this guy and, you know, chainsaw him in half because you, you're bored and you want to get through this. Yeah, and see, and that's... <laughs> watching people play Doom, whether it just be normal gameplay or speed run kind of stuff, I have always enjoyed. Mm-hmm. It's just... it. Is not for some. Is just not for me. I don't um, think. I don't even think Doom 2016 as amazing as it was was a game for everybody. I wouldn't even say the original Doom was a game for everybody. Man, because it, that is, it, it's a game that it's still fun to play, but it does not hold up. Uh, I'm I'm glad that it exists for its legacy. Basically. I, I'll tell you what what breaks Doom, the original Doom, for a lot of people. You can't look up. You can't look up, but you can shoot up. <laughs> Makes no. 
fucking sense. So if you just look at an enemy that's on an elevated platform like, above there's you, there's a you guy up there. Your bullets magically impact things. Oh my god! I never thought about the fact that Doom Doom was just aimbot had aimbot in it. Doom was aimbot, but Doom was also the pioneer of hit scan using ray tracing. So it was literally just the game drawing an invisible line from it's you like, to other things <laughs> and saying, okay, this line intersects this, so that's a hit. That works. Uh, anything else you want to talk about game, what you've been playing? Okay. So I, I really haven't focused too much specifically on one game. Um, really, the only thing... I, I actually played around... We were talking earlier before we started recording about... Uh, game pass in the whole reward system and just you play a game you open the app you get reward points that you can then turn into taco bell gift cards taco or bell xbox cards. credit um yep. so i i've been installing and checking out a couple of those uh i have already played through uh yoku's island express mm-hmm. on pc i reinstalled it on xbox because i'm like i really enjoyed it it's a not i didn't get the full thousand but it is just a a relaxing kind of game that you can play through um, in relatively easy easy achievements. Not full thousand easy, but... Uh, not Avatar. You can get yeah, not hit one seconds. button. Um, <laughs> but I also, just because it was on there, I had to install Cluster Truck because yeah. I fucking love Cluster Truck. So I installed Cluster Truck and I played it for all of like 20 minutes. That's it? Yeah. What's wrong with you? It just, you dedicate a day to that it game. It was one of those things where it's like I kept... Doing the it's same just thing shit, over, shit, yes, shit, shit. I did. Oh, I just shit. <laughs> it's like every time you feel like you've almost made it, and then something fucks you up, and you're just like, I Ugh. I noticed <laughs> it feels different on the Xbox than on oh, PC. Yeah. Uh, the the difference is in being able to really control your movements in the air, especially. Well, that's the thing. I played with a controller on PC. Really? Yeah. It's so, just the it run. It seems like it runs faster or something the thing with with a mouse and keyboard is like i have precise steering when i'm in mm-hmm. the air i don't have to fiddle with a joystick and it go back also and makes forth. it easier for you to do the because uh, a lot of people i've seen people play and they'll mm-hmm. do the they look down to see where things yeah. are underneath and that's so much easier with the mouse instead mm-hmm. of oh look i'm looking to oh what's down that's uh. the problem is a joystick you're you're a slave to that sensitivity yeah. <laughs> setting then if um, you turn it up you're fucked yeah. um but i did that with even you know, jump pack Call of Duty games where I played with my controller in a claw style because yeah. I could jump and aim at the same time. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I played Cluster Truck again just a little bit, but the game that I actually played, I, I will say I, I checked out Indivisible. I didn't realize it was a uh, not a turn-based RPG or strategy game, but it is. it has one of those like, hey, you're fighting, you go attack, but you can only attack at certain times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what that what the term for it is. All I know is that I, I'm not a fan, so I, I checked it out, I enjoyed the art style, and that's about it. <laughs> um, it's the same thing, like Final Fantasy. There are Final yeah. Fantasy games that I think look amazing. Like, the artwork for the Final Fantasy series is incredible, mm-hmm. but I don't give a shit about those games. <laughs> um but I did play, and I had been playing a good bit of... I didn't get too far, but I checked out... It's called Sea Salt. Mm. I think it's just... Yeah, Sea Salt. Um, it is basically... You are... I think the characters you choose are cultists. Hmm. And you basically use different creatures to murder towns of people. 
but it's in an old like 8-bit 16-bit looking style um very simple gameplay you mm-hmm. as you progress you unlock different monsters or summons and all that uh you can either summon more as you uh collect gold once you fill up your gold bar or whatever you can be like all right i want i want more worms i want more crabs i want more cult oh you know cultists i think were just one of the people you can summon i can't remember what the thing is mm-hmm. all i know is that when you defeat a boss um squid or octopus tentacles come up and tear the body apart it's like, oh, you killed him? All right, here we're going to go, and boom, here's a new <laughs> monster for you to fight as, or uh, have fight on your side. Um, gotcha. It really, It's just a... You can't... I was going to say relaxing, but it's really not, because there are certain points you have to make sure you're taking your group in the way you need to. Like, the cultists have ranged weapon or uh, range attacks most of the other things have to get right up on the characters mm-hmm. or uh, enemies so you want to it, the moment you start attacking I think it like warns them even faster that you're coming so you want to try and move in a way that your swarm spreads and surrounds the enemies so they can't <laughs> do anything and they just are eaten yeah. um, I had never heard of this game It is it's part of Game Pass uh it's so funny how it, it it's incredible how many games like how many games have you bought since with game since you've gotten Game Pass? Not many. Yeah, I think I've, the most I've bought. I actually did purchase a lot of stuff digitally just out of convenience. Yeah. Things like uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint is one I remember. Of course, I bought Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Uh, Borderlands Three was purchased for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but have you noticed yourself tending to go towards and just checking out yeah. because they're there? It's it's they a matter of, well, it's because it's there and it's just value. Um, the thing, Kotaku actually did an article on this recently. The thing that disturbed me a little bit is the games that were leaving Game Pass. Stuff that I wanted to play that, you were that I just out on? didn't check out. Um, now, the stuff is still discounted on the Xbox Live store. Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, so, so if it was part of Game Pass, it was at one part point, of Game Pass, one ten percent discount. Yeah, or still something. got at least a ten percent yeah. discount on it. Um, but games like Shadow of Mordor, I never finished. I really wanted to play that on Game Pass. You can get uh, a copy of that for like five yeah. bucks in stores. Some now. of the uh, Tomb Raider games are leaving. Uh, I just downloaded Shenmue One and Two because those are leaving Game Pass soon. Um, the thing is, is I found out that <laughs> once I leave Game Pass. Even if you've downloaded them from Game Pass, you won't be able to play oh, yeah. them through Because you're Game not Pass. paying for those games. Yeah. It's not like... Because that's the one thing I've always said that Xbox has over mm-hmm. PlayStation. With Xbox Gold, if you get a gold game with gold, that is your game forever. Yeah. If you have PlayStation Plus, once your PlayStation Plus ends, you don't get any of those free games anymore. Well, that was Access something... Games recently, I had canceled my PlayStation Plus membership because I just wasn't playing my PS4 online. And all of your library was gone. <laughs> my library was there. It was just specifically telling me, you know, you can't yeah. play these games without PlayStation Plus. So I was like, well, I guess I'm playing Spider-Man forever. <laughs> but... Do you ever beat Spider-Man? Nope. Yeah, okay. Um, but yeah, really, that's the only game I've really focused on. Uh still need to get back into fuck I need to finish Pokemon I'm so close to finishing Pokemon um actually now I think about it I I am as far as I was last time we talked on this podcast (laughs) uh but no I I wish I have gotten around to playing more games I've been watching Kim and I specifically have just been watching a lot more television where we caught up 100% on 
Brooklyn Nine-Nine, <laughs> and we've hit a point where, like, oh, we're just going to wait until the season's done and yeah. then binge it again. Because it's as fun as that show is, I it's a show that I prefer to watch, con- like, binge in a binge uh, environment, I guess. Um, you just prefer that format. Did we... No, I think... Did I mention a show called uh, I'm Not Okay With This last time? I don't believe you did. I don't remember either. All I know is that Kim and I came down here. Well, I was already down here. Because this is... You can't see, but this is my realm down here. (laughs) It's not always green screen. Um, Does anything move when I do that? No. No, Uh, But your arm does get like a green tint to it. Again, we need better lighting. I'll work on that. Um, oh, excuse me. We, yeah, just sat. It's a seven, seven or eight maybe episode series on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, created by the same guy that created End of the Fucking World. Did you ever watch that one? No. Uh, that one was British. Mm-hmm. This one was American. Um, same guy. It's a comic artist uh i'm not sure if this one was a comic or if it was just a book but it if it had been a normal netflix series where it's hey here's half or half hour 45 minute to an hour episodes Mm -hmm. i probably would have lost interest but the fact that this show was seven eight episodes 20 minutes each Mm -hmm. not even some of them weren't even 20 minutes long you were in and out in the story just never had you never had that downtime there was never that episode that you're like oh they could have not had this in here you got all of the information that you needed and you still have all these questions open that you're like i want to know i want to know more um it's basically about this girl she her her father recently passed away she has a younger brother who's very mature for his age um which you know a lot of those a lot of these kind of shows are like that uh her and her mom do not get along in any way they're always constantly fighting and bickering about everything um she has a one best friend basically one friend who she also over time slowly realizes that she is in love with (laughs) um and i mean it's it's that's not really spoilers if you're watching the show you're like oh you love your best friend (laughs) Um, best friend is like dating a douchebag jock. Uh, but when she gets stressed out and angry, she starts to realize that she has, uh, I guess telekinetic abilities of some sort. At least she's not the Hulk. No, she doesn't get she hulky, which man, that's a whole other topic. Uh, (laughs) But no, we're not casting anything else because we'll Stop argue for 20 minutes. Huh? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? What did you say? I will record the podcast or re-rewind the podcast and listen to what you said. <laughs> you can't. I whispered it, so it doesn't matter. This mic is fantastic. Well, it understood what I didn't say. secret message. All right. I'm not going to listen back to this. <laughs> um, I just post the audio anymore. I don't have to cut anything because Dave doesn't say anything horrible anymore. I don't recommend people listen to the first 50 episodes of the show anymore. Those were dark times. <laughs> Even with the the editing, with just the like literally sound, dark like, times because we didn't have any lighting or. Anything. Well, we didn't have we didn't do an audio yet or video yet. It was only audio <laughs> at that point. Um, 
wherever I was with the show. All I know, oh she yeah, she gets really she angry had, and gets pew pew yeah, brain yeah, powers. Pew, pew brain powers, and it starts off small, like gives the the boyfriend a bloody nose. He doesn't know what the hell's going on, and she's like, "Did I do that? I don't think I did that. Did I do that?" I mean, there's a simpler way to do it. Just punch. Yeah, but come on, wouldn't you like to hurt people without having to lift a finger? No, man, it needs to be personal. You are personally destroying them with your mind. But they gotta know it was me. Do we have to get back in the Death Note conversation? <laughs> like, could I write in a Death Note, he also knows it was me? <laughs> <laughs> His brain melts into goo, but in the last moment of clarity. Fucking Nate. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I want, though. <laughs> See, here's the thing. I like that we're a little bit closer, but the problem now is that you like to lean off camera. Oh. It's okay. We'll figure this out That's one of, Like, you remember when he killed Ray Pember on the train, and he, like, stepped out, and Ray knew it was light, but he was already dying? Yeah. Ray, Ray Pember uh, was the, the investigator, the, right? Yeah, he was the FBI and he guy. got hit by the train. He didn't get hit by the no, train. No, no, no. The guy that came out, the yeah. other guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Light was trying to find out his name this whole time, followed him on the train, got the once things he, he believed, needed from once him. Once he was like, I trust him. So, yeah. Shit, no. So once Ray knew that Light was Kira, that's when Kira, you know, Light Would you have him. given up half of your life for the ability to see people's names and how much time they have? Hell up? no. No? I'm not. Would Light. you just try and hook up with a girl that had already done no. that? <laughs> Light is certifiably insane and me. He didn't do it. He didn't give up his life, though. I know, but Light... Misa did. Light is insane, and Misa is even more insane than Light is, so... I would want... <laughs> no, like, if I had the chance to be in Light's shoes, and, like, See, I had a real This is where I worry about note. myself, because I never thought that Light was ever insane. <laughs> it was only near the end when he lost he's that you're so like, ah, oh, shit. No, he's a freaking narcissist, dude, but... <laughs> yeah. I'd just be I like... take a chip, and I... <laughs> and I <laughs> <laughs> the chip scene is the best scene in Death Note. People don't understand uh, how brilliant that scene is. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god. If you have not watched Death Note, it's only a decade? No. It's older than a decade. Fuck we're old. <laughs> that I was like I turned 2005. So. I keep forgetting you're older than me. Yep. I turned 31. I'm By still a month. hanging out in basements and talking about video games. <laughs> Note series premiere. When do you think Death Note came out? Uh, 2000. It had to be after I graduated high school. October 20th, 2007. Shit, that was like when I graduated high school. Why'd you graduate in October? I mean, not in October, but 2007. Yeah, right? I didn't realize. I had. So, I did you read the manga before watching the show? No. That was the first manga I ever read before I watched the series. That's the, see, I never knew about the manga to begin with, which was weird because all I did at that time was collect manga. Oh, yeah, I know. I remember taking that trade in with all of your goddamn air gear, yes. which, by the way, fantastic show. They just screwed it over at the end, just like, uh, what's the, well, that was the my one problem. about Reapers? Not Reapers. Reapers. The uh, Reaper Junior. Reaper Junior. Are you talking about Junior. Soul Eater? Death Junior. Yeah, yeah, Soul Eater. Soul Eater was fine. The ending was horrible. The ending was fine. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was basically like, oh, this is a whimper. 
Well, it's certainly better than uh, fucking Air Gear, where it's like, hey, we're we got roller skate battles, but also fucking super weapons, and Obama shows up. Well, because and- it was the what was was it Ak- Akido? No, what was the the guy that had the split personality with the the eye patch? Uh, oh yeah, Akito. Akito and Akito. Was it really? Oh, fuck! I remember that! That show was so good-bad. Bad-good. The great thing about Oh Great as a manga artist is he made these fantastically stylish, like, characters and things at the beginning and had a base plot and world-building structure at the beginning of everything. Then it fell apart. Then it came to the middle, and he just lost his fucking shit. And what other series did they make? Tenjo Tenge. Is that the fighting one? Yeah. Okay, I never got into that one. Was is that really the girl good the... fighting one? Well, or the... it's... No, that's Sekirei, I think. Okay. But, um... Or Master Martial Hearts, whichever one you prefer. No, but... the less <laughs> horny one. They're both pretty fucking horny. I'm pretty sure Master Martial Hearts was a lot more horny. Well, yeah, considering the way that they fought was by blasting each other's clothes off. Yeah, that's why I said <laughs> a lot... <laughs> Uh, you so know what? Literally I, throw I'm a mad. punch and strip you I'm at the same so time. I'm so mad because that would be perfect to segue into, you know what, fuck it. Let's talk about something you threw oh, on this. Oh, Ishizoku Reviewers. Also known as Interspecies Reviews. And non-weeb speak, yes, Interspecies Reviewers. I don't say so, Boku no Hero. Here's the funny thing, is the only way that Excuse I have me. been able to watch this anime... It's Pornhub.com. Pornhub. Thank you, Pornhub uploaders, Funimation. for giving me uncensored episodes of this. Yeah, Funimation, and it's fan sub, right? It is fan sub. Uh, yeah, Funimation I've had dropped. to watch English under Chinese, like under Indonesian, like under Spanish. <laughs> Funimation dropped the uh, the the streaming rights. They dropped for, the license entirely. Yeah, for interspecies reviewer, reviewers. It, yes, interspecies right. reviewers. It didn't fit their structure there are some very fan servicey animes there's a lot of boobs was it etchy is etchy. the term right uh which so there are shows that even i can get past that i'm not the biggest fan of super fan servicey shows but i also really enjoy things like uh konosuba and um what's the one about dating girls in the dungeon is it wrong to pick up girls Is in a dungeon? Pick up girls in I dungeon? love those shows. They're fucking hilarious. Uh, so I move past the fact that the fucking but goddess is booby lady. Um, Hestia with the chestia. Yeah, Hestia with the chestia. For some reason, she has a random ribbon that she uses. The people have... Up. You've had people who are actually physics students trying to find out how this fucking ribbon works. Magic ribbons. <laughs> um, I got green arms. <laughs> no, seriously. Look. I know you do. Um, <laughs> what's, who's the guy that does the... E Honda. Yeah, okay. That was a hand slap. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so the, there are shows that, like, yeah, everybody's seen. It's a certain level, but it's just big-breasted women, big booty, big everything. The one mainstream anime that got really close to that, like, to that helped sort of define the limits of what you could do with Etchy was High School DXD. Because in the first two seasons... That's the one with the sniper shot that goes through the moving boobs, right? Yeah. No, that's uh, High School of the Dead. Oh, okay. So High School What's DXD... <laughs> one is about zombies. Okay. 
And the other one is like supernatural demons and fallen angels and fantasy stuff. Which one came first? High School DxD. Really? Yeah. I've never seen DxD. I've only seen High School Dead. No, sir. And it's bad. DX... It's so bad. There is a I shot love high where they snipe zombies. Dude and snipes another a character. Zombie, zombie. Another character's fighting with a fucking sword. <laughs> and the round travels between her jiggling fucking titties. Literally, her titties do a fucking wave, and the bullet is like... Not only does it go, like, through, but I'm pretty sure it goes through the one, and then they swerve back yeah. before it comes through it the other. It literally jiggles back, and it goes through the other. This bullet is getting, like, a boob job on its way through his hobby's head, basically. But that was perfectly fine, yes. because it was just very... But High School of the Dead was made to be that over-the-top, ridiculous yeah. kind of thing. And it's, it's great for good. it because it does it all the way through. I think it's amazing. I love we it. It's one of my favorite anime. But High School DxD pushed you that boundary. You also love an anime about people fucking robots, basically. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, Darling and Franks. Check right it out. up until the end where they're like, suddenly, aliens. Oh, I thought you were going to say suddenly, actually fucking robots. <laughs> no, the um, fucking... Interspecies. No, High School yeah. DxD pushed that boundary because in the first two seasons, there were actual naked, like, boobies on the screen. Oh. Later, for whatever reason, they decided in later seasons when they upped the art quality, I think it went to a different studio. It may have went to A1 Pictures, actually. And oh, wow. they uh, fucking censored the boobies. They put little luggers in front of it nipples. Well, I mean, even um, fucking back in the day, what was the one with the hot alien chat, uh, cat demon girl outlaw star no i i know why you went there because i was thinking about him. that yeah um blue hair ryoku tenchi muyo yeah, yeah 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 those boobs were out a couple of times oh. but they did that thing where it's they like they did like the bath steam yeah the they always did the bath steam and all that back in the day or and the I, weird for whatever reason glare that has come horizontally across Landscape. Oh yeah, that's when they hired J.J. Abrams to do your anime. Yes, lens flare, lens flare. Only available in space and on boobs. They lens. all have what the real okay. The real reason behind it. This is the worst thing ever. Um, they all have nipple rings, and the light is just catching it, so it's. <laughs> This is a terrible explanation for how boobs get censored in anime. <laughs> it's so bad, but. Then but, we have the brand new yes. fan favorite series. So, Interspecies Reviewer is interesting because people have had a hard time classifying what this is. People can't say... They're not calling it straight up hentai. They're not calling it straight up hentai because it's not. Is it being considered etchy? It's hard to even classify it as etchy, though, because it's so it's the far... One etchy. There's a one in between... There's not even one really... It's really just like Etchy to hentai as you jump. Basically, Etchy is, you know... created a new classification of anime. Etchy is like lewds and tasteful nudes. That's what Etchy is, right? Hentai is porn. It really just is porn. It's full-on people screwing. Mm. Interspecies Reviews is... Interspecies uh, Reviewers is somewhere... uh, Is it... uh, Skinamax. Yes. It's Skinamax. There's sex, but no holes. So there's a penetration. Well, that's the thing is there's even a lot of on-screen sex in this anime. Is there penetration? There's implied penetration. You just never see it. Yeah, that's what those. There's actually an episode. Did you never, as a kid? I I remember Skinamax. Yes, there is a. (laughs) 
It's already a touchy subject. There is a... I said touchy. <laughs> There's an episode, I think it's episode three or four, where the the plot centers around these guys. It's called Interspecies Reviewers because it's placed in a world where there's multiple fantasy species, right? And all these species have brothels. It started, of course, with the succubi. And then later on, all these girls were known as sucky girls. Girls who are basically, you know... What's a polite term for this? Courtesans. <laughs> um, Which is a nice way, as Dave says, the nice yes. way for whores. <laughs> who uh, work in these brothels, and every species has a brothel. So this group of guys goes to different brothels and they found out a cool way to make money was to start reviewing them at their local pub that they visit every single day. So, so real quick mm, to step in, mm, uh, our anime, the weekly, they do a weekly karma ranking on episode poll or whatever. Yeah. Uh, this week, it is currently up to number five. Mm. Um, it actually moved up four spaces. Nice. Uh, that's it. Literally, the top five anime of the week were My Hero Academia, ID Invader. Um, I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my stats, my defense, which mm-hmm. I have to watch, but I, I haven't watched do it yet. You need to watch that. Um, keep your hands off Ezukin, uh, and then Interspecies. Gotcha. Fucking Isekai Quartet is below Interspecies. Is right, right now. underneath. <laughs> I'm not watching that fucking bullshit. I love Isekai. But no. Yes. He's a guy quartet is weird. It's chibi bullshit. It really is chibi bullshit. Um, but Man, I sound so weird. Anyway, these guys in one of the episodes, they decide that they want to check out new brothels, but as women instead. So they go to a mage who gives them a potion that literally gender swaps the characters. Now, here's a funny thing. I didn't know that was part of this. Yes. One of the characters is an angel named Krim. And the thing about angels in this universe is they're hermaphrodites, literally. They have both sets of genitals. <laughs> so what happens when but they But Krim can't... hasn't told anybody this. Uh, so she's one of the running Well, one of the one of the jokes in it is Krim one of the jokes, running jokes now in these later episodes, Krim is the smallest one, being an angel, like literally like lolly sized. <laughs> um, but has but a really big age. fucking dick. <laughs> But, uh, yes, of age, but has a really big dick. <laughs> you don't see any dicks on the screen, so they, talk about this they cover it up and they imply it with all these little gags in the show. It becomes funny after like a while. Like, she's walking and she hits something two feet away. Well, it's one of these jokes where it's like, one of the episode, later episodes, episode 7, they go to this place where they're uh, Will-O-Wisp. And these light particles... Coming out Tuesday on Xbox Game yes. Pass. No, these light particles... <laughs> Um, surround them and basically cover up all their naughty bits. When Krim gets stripped, his freaking like, junk is like they do like a light pillar shooting uh, out of his pelvis. So <laughs> you know, it's really weird because he is the most nervous and shy one, but he's the one that, of course, like all the girls want right away when they see what he's got. Um, show me what you got. The you know, the cool thing, this episode where they, you know, become women is they go to a brothel that has a variety of different species of girls. Like, one of the funny ones is, um, 
you've got the elf, which is weird because the elf is technically older than everybody else in the party, but he looks like a teenage boy, basically. Yeah. He has That's a the problem. Blonde, a little short blonde one. Yeah. So he has a problem with the main character, Stunk, who is a human. Stunk? Yes, his name's Stunk, literally. Or Stunky. Um, he, being a human, is attracted to elf women. Like, a lot. Because they look young. But, in reality, they're like 600, 900 yeah. years old. To the elf guy, that's disgusting, because they're like grannies to him. But he's into older human women. <laughs> well, to him, they're still younger. Yes, so to him, they're younger. Um, that is funny. But he goes and gets with a slime girl, and that's the raunchiest scene in the episode. And um, they do this review on what it's like to be basically a woman and how it differs from their experience when they were guys. Um, speaking, you know, it's, uh, speaking of slime, mm -hmm. um, I believe they did announce the return of the time I was reincarnated as a slime returning the rest of, at the end of the year. Uh, I'm excited. I want it so More bad. importantly to me is Fruits Basket is supposed to be coming back in April. Yes. Which Have you watched? Are you caught up on that? I haven't watched the new new Fruits Basket. Oh, watch it. So they're retelling what they have put out the first mm -hmm. season already covers everything and then some just like expanded story. But it's basically the story arc that was introduced or given to us in the original, um, but fully following the manga. That's the point of this series, nice. is they're retelling. It's br the Brotherhood of The Brotherhood Fruga. of Fruit Basket. But um, they, I think they're on their eighth episode now, which I finished watching um, last night. But it is... I can't believe you're actually watching this show. <laughs> the thing is, is, to understand it, people have to kind of drop... Their pants. No. <laughs> they have to drop the idea that it's just perversion for the sake of perversion, right? Is this anime has all that characterization, all that stuff that people enjoy about other anime. It just has that extra layer of sort of filth on top of it. And that's on it's purpose. It's a deep layer of filth. Though, yes. it? It's pretty deep. but it's <laughs> Especially if the angel's in. But it's also got some of the best world building I've ever seen in anime. Um, it's got some great character-driven moments throughout the stories. Um, and it's one of those topics that, you know, anime and even American TV shows in general, even with shows like Sex Education, they're, like, afraid to deal with it on an adult level. <laughs> and so it's... They don't get to the point where they're showing you in real time people's sexual anxieties and hang-ups. That's what interspecies re reviewers brings to the table. Do to well, kind of, yes. How how much is? Did you watch both seasons? No. All right. I didn't watch a lot of it to be honest. But you fucking motherfucker! You're like, <laughs> I'm not this show it, that I haven't watched. <laughs> I'm not giving it a full review, but I'm just saying this one does it in a real-time setting where the acts are happening and you are getting thoughts from the characters as they're happening. So the reviews they give are just a basic 1-10 to You 10 need range. to watch more sex education. <laughs> Probably. No, seriously, mm -hmm. I think if you get further on, you'll be like, oh, okay, maybe I was wrong. But they give the, you get the reviews at the end of every yeah. episode and they give them a rank of you know, every character involved usually it's just four of them. It's usually three main ones plus a fourth unique one. It isn't always Krim. It may be somebody else. Um, but they give their reviews. It's a ranking system of, you know, one to ten or whatever it may be. And that's the whole show. And they get paid for those reviews as they do them. 
So that's the thing. Mm -hmm. I didn't look into this much besides I saw the clip of them coming across the angel Mm -hmm. and them trying to be like, hey, angel, you can take us to heaven and we can fuck angels. Yeah. Um, (laughs) So I saw this and I I just heard the name and I really thought it was just their goal in life was just to fuck every kind of species in the world. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize that they were actually doing this as a job. They're doing it kind of as... The thing is, is they stumble into the job accidentally. It's like... It's their dream job, basically. So they go to... They have... The main characters have always gone to brothels because they're adventurers, right? So they typically earn money by going on quest, and then they relax. They spend most of their money in brothels. Um, You can say Which is a normal part of this world. Mm. Uh, So when they write their first set of reviews and post them on the pub's notice board... Somebody's like, hey... You know, the server from the bar comes up and gives them a sack of coins and is like, hey, this is your share of the payments from the review. People are willing to actually pay you for this stuff now. So that's what they kind of start doing as a side job. They're still adventurers, mainly, but they do this because, A, it's fun for them, B, they're good at it, and C, they're getting paid for it. So why not? (laughs) So that's the whole show. I mean... Again, it's not one of those things that if you can get past the lewdness and the almost sort of straight up hentai hentai scenes, um, it's an enjoyable show. If you can't get past that, there's other stuff out there for you, honestly. I I can give you a list. I think it's a hilarious show. I think it's made really, really, really well. Um, I think people are underestimating it because of that lewd content in it. Mm -hmm. Uh... But, I mean, it's up to you. You have to go to a fucking porn site to watch it right now, so... (laughs) Which is, you know, like it's not already in your browser history. This Um, is (laughs) Yeah, I I don't know if I'll ever get around to giving that a shot. I have been... My foot's scaring you. Um, I haven't been watching too much new anime. Uh, I did finish up... And I'm so upset that I'm finishing. I have no new episodes, and it's been over since, like, 2013. <laughs> Log Horizon is done for me. Yeah. I was close to the end, I think, last time. I was on our might have finished it. I don't remember. Um, but then I uh, got a notification from Netflix that the third season or third story arc of jojo's bizarre adventure has been uploaded <laughs> um so i've been slowly making my way through the dub uh that that is a show that i watch only I, I only watch the dub because it's not good enough for me to put all my attention in <laughs> i have it in the background while i'm doing other things because it's so fucking ridiculous the dub is pretty good but the sub of jojo's is absolutely nuts yeah well, so in the, I watched the first three, I think two or three episodes subtitled, and I'm like, I, I want to watch this, but I, I need to do other things. To you know do. that thing where Japanese voice actors emote so much more? Mm-hmm. That, JoJo being as ridiculous as it is, they turn that up to 11 for the voice actors. So, like, you can feel, like, the agony of characters. How much of it have you watched subtitled? I watched, in general? I watched maybe, like, only five or six episodes oh, of JoJo's, but... It so is, you didn't even get to the stand stuff. No, it it reminds me a lot of the way Cromarty High School was, where it is... Oh my fucking god. absurdity for the sake of absurdity. <laughs> so at least... Because so, Cromarty was just... There wasn't really a storyline. No, it was more of a slice of life. 
It was like Azumanga Dio. It was like we just yeah. have story beats, basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, I never finished that. I only watched like the first six episodes. I have maybe. all the manga. I love that show. Um, but no, I... Uh, I don't remember where... Cromarty. No. Back on JoJo. JoJo. Oh, so in the third... The first... People like to ignore the first two story arcs. Um even though I really enjoyed them. People are like, oh, it doesn't get better until the third story arc. I'm like, shut up. It's like the people that say One Piece doesn't get good until episode 300. Um, yeah, and then you have seven more hundred episodes to watch. <laughs> Bleach is coming back in some form. But oh. Yeah, believe me, I am excited. Um, uh, no. But no, so the, <laughs> the outlandishness of this show is like, you get introduced to the current... Joe Star, the Joe, the current JoJo for this story arc, because that's always yes. some something JoJo, um, and he's been arrested. He's in jail, and his, his mother's there to pick him up, and he's like, the mom is screaming for him, being like, JoJo, oh my JoJo, oh, we gotta, I love you, blah, blah. and uh, JoJo just you instantly have him turn to his mom and say, shut the fuck up or shut up, bitch or something like that, <laughs> and she's like, okay. <laughs> And I'm like, well, Kim's not watching this because she was there with me while we were trying. I'm like, let's just watch and see how horrible it is. And that happened. I'm like, well, you're not watching this, are you? She's like, nope. <laughs> uh, it's ridiculous. And I highly recommend anybody the show if you find ridiculous fighting anime. That really doesn't have filler. It's constant. It's no, just constantly it moving. Even in those episodes I watched, that anime was, like, always turned on. It is, you're either getting some sort of major plot point, you know, expository to you, or, or there's a fight that, like... And, and they're the, fun, ridiculous fights. The great thing about the fun, ridiculous fights, though, is the story explains why the fights need to happen. So it isn't just, like, you're getting two brawny guys meeting each other in the middle of the street who want to fight And when you're saying brawny, this is, like... The biggest muscle. Everybody is built Everybody like Arnold Schwarzenegger. In this fucking anime is ripped as hell. The world of JoJo's has the best gym memberships ever conceived of. These people like pump iron. As yes, I said it. I said the whole thing. Iron. 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 Yeah. No. It's not iron. It's not iron. Yeah, it is. It is not iron. I-R-O-N. How do you say that? Iron. No. Iron. Where are you putting the R in that word? Iron. 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 Is what you're saying. Iron. You're saying two separate words. Iron. I'm not saying iron. Okay. Hey, Google. Say iron. Sorry, I didn't <laughs> understand. <laughs> Bottom line. How to pronounce <laughs> iron. That's pronounced iron. Iron. You're ridiculous. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> These motherfuckers look, are Look! Iron! Iron. Iron. Okay. Iron. Then why is it spelled like iron? Because the American... Er, the American the English language is... Fucking stupid! The American language is fucking stupid. <laughs> the American language is fucking stupid. I don't, I don't speak American. I don't speak Mexican. American. Proud to be American. It's stupid. Let's see how... Or at least I know I'm free. Iron in Spanish. 
I, I don't know. <laughs> Yero. 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 Iron. <laughs> anyway. These motherfuckers rip. Iron. Iron. I run so far away. <laughs> I want to get up to the Corona shit because I had a funny title for the episode, but now I don't think we're going to spend enough time on the Corona shit. Okay, we're going to skip stuff then. Uh, Alter Carbon Season 2. Good. Anthony Mackie. Awesome. <laughs> that's all you... Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I haven't watched it. And I, I don't want to do any spoilers for it, but is it as good or better than the first season, in your opinion? Uh, it's... Better than the first. Plot structure is a lot better than the first. Don't have a lot of like the uh, the the um, what's it called? Just them describing shit that you just yeah. need to learn. There's no more describing stuff really. There are moments where things Mine have to be parts of the world building have to be explained to you, but mm. it isn't. There isn't a whole lot of time Not dwelling on establishing the, yeah. the world itself. Uh, that was a big problem with the first Alter Carbon. Is it felt like you were reading basically a novel about the world the show was set on rather than learning anything about the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then I'll go real quick on Onward, the new Pixar movie. I highly recommend it. It's fantastic. Uh, if you have ever lost a family member, a, a close family member or a parent, uh, this movie will fuck you up a little bit. Um, They're wonderful. There's a scene really early on in it that I, it, like, I was... It was bad. <laughs> like, it was really bad. Um, but it was a great movie. Uh, I've seen a lot of people be like, it was an original movie, but it wasn't original enough. And I'm like, fuck you, it was great. The guy wrote it based off of his own experience in life, who he had the situation just, that happened with these kids. I just wish Pixar got the credit it deserved for its movies. I really feel like since they've been bought by Disney, people are like, they just make movies for money now. It's like, Coco exists. Okay, well, why else would I make a movie? To get your message out there. That costs millions of dollars yeah, right. to make. <laughs> like some games, there are some games that have been made That's literally just for the messaging. Mike Bloomberg's political campaign. Hey, I'm just going to pay oh millions of dollars to get my God. message out we there. Talk, and what do we say? Quit. No more... No more politics. He didn't quit for no reason. He quit because he didn't deserve anything. He sucks. He's a piece of trash that deserves. He's that guy who's like. I don't one know in where 13. he falls on the scale. He's you playing is Call of a, Duty. Is he slightly above or slightly below the orange cunt that we have? What he's, do you think? Or is it same level? I think they're the same level. Honestly. I've heard people put him slightly above because he's actually a billionaire, not a fake billionaire. Oh, I guess that's okay. <laughs> Either way. Trash people deserve things that happen to them. Yeah, the things that I tell trash people they deserve to get me banned from Facebook. God damn it. This motherfucker's been banned from Facebook far too much. He's been, I am blocked he, You from, are basically canceled. Oh, what about cancellations? Let's go on to this next story. I am blocked from posting in groups and from joining groups on all three accounts. <laughs> am I allowed to make it so you can still post on the Space Time Talk? I can still post because that's a page, not a group. <sighs> and we have a group, though. I don't know. Let's test it sometime soon. It doesn't matter. Um, There's accounts getting fucking nuked. Yeah, he's going to... Nah, we're not going to put that out there. (laughs) Nothing. He's doing nothing, Facebook. Nothing's wrong. Everything's fine. How are you? Um... Um, what'd you say? <laughs> Nothing. God damn it. There's going to be so many secret messages for people. Subliminal. Subliminal. 
Just flash Fuck things you. on the screen. <laughs> Fuck Facebook. <laughs> Eat a dick, Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> Why did your fucking display turn off? It's an old TV. <laughs> it refreshes. The refresh rate is eight hours. <laughs> Just have one image tucked there. <laughs> I'm good. Don't die. Don't punch yourself in the chest either. Clear my chest. Clear my throat. I'm, I promise I'm not sick. It's not like I have Corona. Um, yeah, that's right. Next My quick topic: corona. Coronavirus, aka COVID nineteen. COVID nineteen, not Kovic, because that is Adam's last name, and don't don't put that on them. He's got Corona's already dealing with them not making money before this virus came out. Um, Bud Light virus. That's just water. That's what Corona has actually put up like a couple million dollars to try to rename this fucking virus. I know. I I do slightly feel bad for them, but at the same time, from other things I've seen, it's not the virus that made them lose money. No. <laughs> They've been losing money. But for also, a couple Corona years is not just a beer. That's like a real word that describes a thing. Yeah, but when you think Corona, where does your mind go? Shitty beer. Exactly. What well, goes great with coronavirus? Limes? Lyme disease. Oh, fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> didn't I say that last time? No, I don't think you did. Oh, okay, fuck. <laughs> um, so coronavirus has... Uh, <laughs> mm, that was a bad it way to put that. Impacted. Thank you. Thank you. You know what I was going to say, right? <laughs> Were you going to say infected? No, I was going to say it's killed a lot of conventions. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Just, just, we're done. <laughs> so, the coronavirus has actually, has, we've had multiple cancellations and postponements. Um, postponements? Whatever. Postponements is a word, I think. It doesn't sound like it should Nope. Be. Again, English language, American language, <laughs> fucked up. Um, we got stuff pushed back and canceled because of this virus, because it is easy to spread. And so a lot of the gaming industry is being impacted by it. And not just the gaming industry. We just, the most recently, GDC has been postponed um, after PlayStation had backed out. Every, all the big names uh, had backed out. Then, I believe quickly after that, oh, what was it? My mind's blanking. I know PAX East already went through. That still mm-hmm. happened. That was too close for it to, for them to have done anything. Yeah. Um, but the big news that just happened, I believe, either today or yesterday, it was announced that South by Southwest, which is a huge event mm-hmm. in Austin, in Austin, Texas, I believe, yeah. uh, was it, is can, uh, postponed. Sorry, postponed. nobody's saying canceled because most likely for insurance reasons. Um, but the fact that. These things there, I'm glad. I'm, I'm kind of okay with this to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, because as anybody that has ever been to a convention, it is Concrete so is easy to get sick. And it's not like, hey, you have the flu. Hey, you have this or that. It's literally just, people just call it concrud or con sickness yeah. or It's con called concrud, con sickness, and conflict because the fact of the matter is, is someone can appear perfectly healthy. <laughs> Um, but still be carrying an infection that they don't know about yeah. because they're not 
exhibiting any symptoms. They're really not sick at all. They're just carrying something that will make other people sick if their immune systems aren't used to that thing. Which is why me and my friend Rob, uh, when we were at MAGFest, were perfectly fine because we were already showing symptoms of being sick. So everybody knew not to get too close. (laughs) Every MAGFest I go to, I just inhale a gallon of vitamin C powder and I'm good to go. That works. Uh, Emergency. Yeah. Use that shit. I actually took some of that. It fucking cutting that shit up in the lines and snorting it every night at this point. <laughs> okay. Um. So here's this is the weird crossroad. Road. Road. Crossroad. Crossroad. Crossroad was standing at at the moment. Um. <laughs> E3, the ESA, has come out and said they are basically taking a look at the situation and keeping their eyes open and paying attention to all this stuff. We could possibly see. The postponement, again, not cancellation. The postponement of... Of E3. Electronic Entertainment Expo. The uh, sad thing about that for everybody is, of course, E3 is is the hype train every yeah. single year. It's what gets it's you one excited. It's fa- one of my favorite times of yes. the year with us. But it's, it's what gets you excited about all the new stuff coming out, where you get all the big industry news from, where you get an idea of where the next year of gaming is going to go and where where the future is going to take us at that point. In this year especially, we have, it's it's a console launch it's, year. Yeah, it's a console launch year. People are excited about those. People want to know what these new consoles are going to have in store. and Well, really just Xbox because yeah, PlayStation is doing it separately. Because even as much as PC gaming is taken off, the home console is still driving that push to increase the technology, to increase the power of everything to get ahead of the curve and to get us games with new features and new technology because you got to remember gaming's not that old, right? You know, it's maybe... It's basically us old. Yeah, It's basically, yeah, about three decades old at this point. No, I was going to say, in in all honesty, it's not much older. I mean, what, Atari was the first home console? Yeah. But gaming and video games in general are about three decades old, roughly. And... You're talking about a time from when we were playing, you know, stuff that could render eight bits. Yeah, literally on a screen. Seventy-seven. Yeah. So Atari, the uh, Atari Twenty Six Hundred released September Eleventh. Ooh, I'm surprised I forgot that. Nineteen seventy-seven. Uh, <laughs> um, so really, three years before mm-hmm. we were born. Yeah. So you're talking about a time when... Three, you know, three years before. Three years before 80s. Yes. Sorry, not before we were born. We're not that old. But you're talking about, you know, going from that 8-bit genre, that 8-bit era of we can render literally 8 bits at a time on a screen and we can give you some squares to knock, you know, another square back and forth with. That was video games. And now we're in an era where you've got games that rival the cinematic experience of full-length feature films are longer, are interactive, give you more bang for your buck, and all that together. So, we've come a very long way. The technological gap is immense between those two eras. Have you seen Minecraft? <laughs> um, Ray tracing. We're at a point now where a lot of people think the tech is slowing down, where it's not going to get... We're not going to have another quantum leap, basically. But definitely, and I, I agree that it's not going to be visually too much. I don't think it'll ever be visually too much because we're just going to see what we've been seeing, which is that gradual increase in computing power and rendering power to give us those better graphics, which graphics are all fine and dandy. 
What I think new consoles and new technology bring to the table for developers is a chance to start fresh and to think of something different. That's what we're looking forward to. I get that you're going to have companies who always stick to their mainstay titles and IPs because that's what makes them money. 343 is never going to make anything other than Halo for a very long time. Probably. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, hell, Nintendo Bethesda, thrives on that. Yes, but Bethesda will always make an Elder Scrolls game, will always make a Fallout game. But they've also got Doom on board. They've got... Deathloop. Huh? Deathloop. Yes, Deathloop on board. Um, I'm sorry, I will buy every single game Arcane Studio yes. ever puts out. They've got Arcane Studios on board, and Arcane Studios is doing new interesting Who's things. Who's doing Ghost of... Not Ghost of... the. It is that, like, the Ghost Japanese of spirity game. Ghost of Shishima? No, no, no. This oh. is the Bethesda game. The Maybe. Bethesda published... No. Remember the cute Asian girl that came out on stage? Uh, Akumi Nakamura. Yeah. Whatever game she was there to promote. My waifu. Not your waifu. <laughs> My, everyone's waifu. <laughs> um, I can't remember the fucking name. Ghostwire. No. Ghostwire Tokyo. I, I think, think she also... Didn't she, she make she Bayonetta? Quit. Isn't she responsible for Bayonetta? Oh, I have no idea. I think she's responsible for Bayonetta. Step on me, mommy. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> Stop saying these things. <laughs> under we might have to post this audio slash video onto Pornhub at this point, man. Jeez. Anyway, uh, so adult. we've got all that. The big issue with the with the COVID nineteen coronavirus thing is it's impacting the industry in a way where we won't we may not get that hype train that we look forward to every year. We may not know what the next year in gaming actually has in store so, for us. This is, this, and there'll have to be a change in the way that stuff is reported to us. It's here's the thing: we are at this weird point where, yes, it sucks if this happens. The biggest disappointment is people, the companies will not be able to get the games in your hands as easily. There might be other ways of getting around or whatever, but we're talking to the public. It's going to be. Practically mm -hmm. impossible if E3 drops, or if E3 just does not happen. Um, we already know PlayStation's not going to be there. Most likely, if they weren't going to do a live event, like on stage presentation event, they were going to do a Nintendo Direct style event and unveil yeah. everything. Nintendo already does Nintendo Directs instead of a live stage performance. It is obviously all of these plans that are set have been set at this point for months. We are close enough that it's what it's March now, mm -hmm. so we're three months away from when, right? March, April, May, June. Yeah, yeah. June, the first or second weekend of June is E three. Mm -hmm. These plans have been made and all that, but we live in a time now where all three of the big, all of the big three use digital platforms to get put information out. Yeah. They could easily pivot and do live stream performances. Which, it, it sucks for, like, mm -hmm. again, the crowd and the people that go. Well, that's the thing, is they could easily do that stuff, and like you said, Nintendo's been doing it for a long time mm -hmm. now. Um, the big issue is the crowds. The big issue is not having the hands-on stuff ready to go to put in the consumer's hands. Yeah. So it slows down the gaming press to a 
to a kind of crawl during that time of year because they can't give us all they can do is hey did you watch the exact same thing we just watched they can't give us those first impressions of what a game looks like or plays like or feels like they can't give us impressions of the relations between those big three companies and smaller companies that surround them at e3 now luckily a good majority of both both of the companies that we're planning on being at are the big two companies Mm -hmm. and even bethesda or no, I guess Nintendo. Nintendo has Nintendo has an America uh, a North American presence. Yeah. Sony has that. Xbox is, is basically the North American is. presence. Uh, Bethesda is about an hour away, two hours away. How long is Bethesda? That's like forty five. It's about hour. an hour drive. From yeah. There. Um. So those kind of companies, you can see, can get to people here easily. Mm-hmm. Um, and they aren't as I, ha- I don't think have been as restrictive it's when the companies have to send people from other countries yeah. like Pro- CD Projekt Red mm-hmm. I, if things keep going they might not even be able to show up or show off anything but they may not be. if they are working as closely with Xbox as they did last year Xbox might be able to do it yeah. bring them for them kind I mean, of thing the, the issue brass tacks i mean the bottom line is it comes down to travel restrictions and how governments have to deal with those um the problem with covid19 is not necessarily that it's especially deadly or that it's you know tearing populations and infrastructure apart or anything of that nature the problem is the infectivity of the disease and the fact that doctors don't know its potential to actually harm or kill people off so you know the fact that it's ironic in a way the fact that plague ink sales took off after this broke news, it, you is see it because, got pulled from uh, China. Yeah, you can't buy it in China well, yeah. anymore. China is what it is. I I watched the whole video on which the way here. Which is now fine now because I think it has nothing to do with listen. this. Don't you didn't watch a video while driving, Nate? You listened. I listened to the video while driving. Yes, um, China. Ever since Xi Jinping, you know, took over and did his restoration movement of China. That's yeah. That's it. it isn't really political, but something tangentially related is the way they're dealing with their martial arts industry (laughs) and that they part of their revolution project is to bring back um chinese traditional martial arts um for example even in certain high schools in china now you have to practice and take a tai chi course to graduate from high school um they're trying to revitalize kung fu and wing chun and all these traditional sort of showman martial arts. That's what these really are. They aren't necessarily effective fighting styles. There's an MMA fighter in China who has basically been blackballed by exposing traditional Chinese martial artists by fighting them in real battles. Mm -hmm. So that's all I really have to say about that, but China has introduced a social credit thing and all that stuff like that and basically ruined this man's life because of it. Um, The issue here is that whether it's coming from China or Japan or anywhere else, what we're worried about the most is even in an event like E3 or like um, GDC GDC, or South by Southwest even, is, again, it's easy to get sick at a convention. You've got tens of thousands of people packed into a a single area. Um, It could literally be somebody has something. These places... Touch, touch, touch. Every single person can have it. And groups of people have the potential to be virus bombs, basically. So that's the big issue. The major, the other major problem on top of that is not just 
the the moving of people around to go and meet and have conventions things like that but the moving of product as well especially when that product is shipped to us from overseas if your xbox one series x is made in china and there's a embargo or a travel restriction on imports from china or at least just a huge inspection period that needs to take place on goods that come in through port that means that we could see major delays on console releases. We could see major releases on physical game releases. And to be honest, mm-hmm. let that happen. Yeah. If it needs to happen, let it happen. May we? It's more important. I would much rather not much have ra- more people yes. getting sick and dying Look, than I, having this console. And I mean, to be honest, are if, you buying the new consoles right away? I mean, more than likely not. But at the same, I can understand like your little Timmy back at twelve years old, and your your mom did everything she could to get you an Xbox Series X for yeah. Christmas, and now she just she literally cannot do that, not because of her own, not because of lack of trying, but because it's illegal to have one right yeah. now. <laughs> so just illegal to be shipped to you. So uh, it's like those are the kinds of things where it's. It's not necessarily going to put a stain... I don't think it'll stain the gaming industry, at least for people with brains who don't get pissed at the gaming industry for every little misstep. Um, oh, believe me, there are people mm, already uh, mm, mad at one of the like senior editors of Kotaku who couldn't play the demo for well, Kingdom, or not Kingdom Hearts, uh, Final Fantasy VII. That's fucking me. So, but, you couldn't play it either? No, I, oh, I could play it. Oh, you were complaining about him. Yeah. I okay. complain about editors from Kotaku all the time. Cause That's true. You don't like Kotaku. They suck. But <laughs> um, I know. Jason Schreier, I love your writing, but you were you going a little bit hard on uh, uh, Bethesda after sh- certain things. He's an arrogant shipper. Pete Hines. Wait, kid, no, <laughs> but, no. I, I don't um, want to ruin a possible relationship <laughs> with, with people. This is him. I'll make sure he's not here. If you ever want to stop by, I'll glad you, gladly host you, Jason. Square up, Jason Don't, Jay. No. Don't. Don't square up unless you're in Minecraft. Um, so, yeah. Future uncertain for most game-related, most everything-related conventions and all. Even, we, we I think we were talking earlier about BlurredCon, about yeah. who knows what's going to happen. Blurred Especially because, luckily, BlurredCon is Virginia, right? Yeah. BlurredCon is Virginia, and it's not a big... I only say it of... because uh, the last convention I went to... You didn't go to Katsu, did you? No. Yeah, Magfest isn't is is DC. Yeah, so more or less. And DC is not is a hotbed right now as as well as like. I mean the the problem is game. really the idea of Maryland hasn't been bad yet. The idea of international travel coming into the U.S. That's where some of the major issues lie, and so. Grab <laughs> um, the peach. When. When we look at conventions like BlurredCon, BlurredCon is mostly American. American guests and American congoers. But when you look at a convention like, say, Otakon, you have international guests flying in. Um, when you look at San Diego Comic-Con or New York Comic-Con, international guests are flying in for those. So that's where well, Even things... the PAX, I think there were some that would yeah. have been... When they did, and they didn't do... Uh, those are, that's when things get dicey, is... These conventions now have to navigate around essentially international travel law to make sure they can happen in a way that pleases fans. Because you could still have E3, but what is E3 if only Xbox can be there? What is E3 if 
perfectly fine in my life. <laughs> I mean, but, come on, Bethesda's going to be there too. But, but, but yeah. it's like, what is E3 if, you know, half of the major players are the only ones that can show up and have something ready? Do you know one of the most mm-hmm. interesting things, and I've thought about this a couple of times, the most interesting things about the possibility of E3 overall being canceled? Xbox does their E3 pre- presentation in the Microsoft Theater. Yeah. They no longer do a floor showcase of all their games on the E3 floor. They have mm-hmm. like the mixer booth and all that kind of stuff. They still have slight presence, but majority of that the the um, open gameplay and the this meetings and all at is at Microsoft Theater. So they could easily be like if E3 doesn't happen, we're still going through with our plans. Yeah. At the Microsoft Theater. Have, if you have a pass for E3, we can accept you. We'll have in. XX, Xbox Expo. XX. <laughs> the, XX, the Xbox Series X, Xbox Expo. <laughs> See many fucking X's. Mike Shrek's off. Uh-huh. <laughs> Xbox becomes such a large branch of Microsoft, it just takes over everything. I mean, they did. They <laughs> rebranded some of the... I, didn't they... Isn't it Xbox Store instead of the Microsoft Store? Oh no, it is. It, it is back Microsoft to Microsoft Store. store. Yeah, 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 okay, yes. it's back to Microsoft Store. Um, so you get the next OS that comes out. It's just Xbox OS. Uh, <laughs> I mean, hell, they tried to do their search. Person was Cortana. They yes. were. They. Were, I mean, fucking. Uh, Look, it doesn't matter what you call it. If it's linked to Bing, I'm not fucking using it. <laughs> but what if you're looking for porn? No. Bing sucks for everything. Bing is only good for one thing. Two things. One, you get points and you can use them towards Taco Bell (laughs) gift cards and Xbox credit. Two, porn. Because Google has cracked down on that a lot more. Fuck you, Google. I'm just saying, man. Oh, you're saying fuck Google. Never mind. Um, (laughs) So yeah, future uncertain for Corona cancelizations. I did it again. You did it again. Cancelization should be a word because it sounds fucking cool. C-A-N-C-E... L L A Z A T I O N S. Cancelizations. Cancelizations. I spelled that in my head. We made a word today. Call us motherfucking Shakespeare. Now it needs to be a t shirt. Cancelizations. Corona cancelizations. <laughs> Don't Goes put great Corona on it, please. With Lyme disease. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> want a salt or sugar rim. Um, so, on to. Do you want to just. I'm just going to do the. You want to end on the good thing? Good I guess thing. we're yeah. gonna end on a good thing. If we want to talk about the other stuff after that, it's just because we're at, a, at yeah, about an hour and forty minutes. Um, everybody knows us at this point. Do you know about the info drop that happened with Xbox One X? Sorry, Series X. Follow the internet, Nate. Follow yeah. the news. The internet is butts. Learn. So February twenty fourth, which I believe was last Monday. Question mark. That's March. Tuesday. Last March. Nope, that's... (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Oh, fuck yeah! Last Tuesday. I'm a smart... Monday, Monday, I'm a smarter. You don't know how to read calendars. I had it right in my head, (laughs) but my mind broke looking at all the numbers. (laughs) It's... No, seriously, I have slight dyslexia. What's the number version of dyslexia? Dyslexia. Hey, Google. What is the number version of dyslexia? On the website edgehold.act.uk, they say, sometimes described as dyslexia for numbers, dyscalculia is a learning difficulty associated with numeracy, which affects the ability to acquire mathematical skills. 
Learners with dyscalculia hey, Google. often lack... Stop. Oh, I hope that didn't stop their TV upstairs. Eh, whatever. Um, <laughs> dis what was it? Discalculia. It sounds cooler, but I forget it. Draculophobia. Draculophobia. Um, I'm afraid of one vampire. Of one vampire. <laughs> and if I'm looking at a mirror, his son. Uh -huh. <laughs> Speaking of which, Castlevania Season 3 is out. It's good so far. Uh -huh. so good. <laughs> Alucard goes crazy and makes dolls. Oh my god! Belmont Sypha. Like the first five minutes. <laughs> Trevor and Sypha dolls and he talks. He I did stop the TV. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> makes fucking dolls of them and imitates their voices. Uh, okay, so. I Chris has a away. smart home, so every time he talks to that fucking thing on the wall, it just fucks with everything. Well, so I didn't, sometimes, there's a way to get to just stop. Man, so she called me asshole. Um, <laughs> there's a way to get it to stop talking when it's explaining things. Mm -hmm. I should have just said thank you. But I, my mind is like, just stop. Just stop. <laughs> um, you know, when people just keep talking, you're just, just fucking shut up. When I had a connect and I was dating somebody, they used to yell across my room and try to fuck with me when I was playing something on my Xbox. That You had that problem just when Christine was hanging out with you. That's true. <laughs> She was just shouting at my connect, and I was like, can you fucking go somewhere? <laughs> I always hated playing games. Oh, no, streaming, maybe, because you would stream. I, I would stream, and you would be there, but your audio would also be whatever she was watching. It would be whatever anybody would be back. I fucking had girlfriends, and they were over my house a lot while I was streaming, and I was like, I need you to be quiet, and they were not. Don't have girlfriends. Yeah, I'm doing just fine with that now, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> everyone's favorite person at Xbox, Phil Spencer. Uh, Monday, last Monday of the month, last month, because I remembered it and I got it. Discalculophobia. Uh, <laughs> That's not what that word is, but okay. Uh, basically, uh, giving us as a good bit of information, um, there's a fun little image that, like, boom, boom, bullet points the most important stuff. So, I'm going to run through one, that. Our console is shaped like a brick. Hey. I like the tower idea. Step Shut your two. Puck. Our console has a fanny thing on top of it. Goes, All right. First, first, first thing. First bullet point. How many teraflops do you think the Xbox Series so X has? So many flops. Do you have a number? Guess a number. Fifty teraflops. No. What are you crazy? That's it's twelve. <laughs> Fifty teraflops. Twelve teraflops. <laughs> it's like the computing power of the fucking sun. <laughs> <laughs> So 12 teraflops, that is twice the power of an Xbox One X. It's more than eight times the power of an original Xbox One. What is a teraflop? Uh, teraflops is G it's it's gra it's the graphics processing unit. Okay. So that's like gigahertz on a processor. Um, It's a lot of flops. So many flops. It's a tera of them. It's a teraflop. <laughs> uh, it's literally just shortened to T-flops, and I'm like... As opposed to the mega flop. And just the flop. Well, teraflop is bigger. Yes. Like terabyte. Yes. You had mega flop, mega flop, teraflop. And then. I don't know what comes after teraflop. Fyraga. Really? No. no. That's a Final Fantasy spell. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm tired and you confuse my brain. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so they also talked about they have variable rate shading. Um, our patented form of. 
VRS empowers developers to more effectively utilize the full power of the Xbox Series X. Rather than spending GPU cycles uniformly to every single pixel on the screen, they can prioritize individual effects on specific game characters or important environmental objects. Which, in my head, this is how my mind works. Um, you ever watch a cartoon and you can tell that something in that frame yeah. is going to move because it's colored differently? It happened in fucking Castlevania. He walks into the cat. He walks into the little fucking underground place where Alucard is sleeping, right? Mm -hmm. And there's three torches on the wall. And one of and them, one is, of them slightly... is super fucking bright with super crisp line yep. art. The one, the other two, you can tell are drawn by the background artist because <laughs> they blend in with the background perfectly. So, and I've, I've always loved that in cartoons. It's like, well, this is going to happen. All right, cool. Um, yeah, I wonder yeah, which, which part of this is the secret wall. <laughs> the technique. Which book do I have to pull? Uh, <laughs> the better looking one, Scooby. Um, <laughs> zoinks. Uh, <laughs> Just making fucking Scooby noises now. <laughs> I also don't know why he adds perfect speaking English. <laughs> um, yeah, so this technique results in more stable frame rates and higher resolution with no impact on final image quality, which is cool. Yes. Uh, they talked about hardware accelerated... Direct X ray tracing. I don't care. Ray tracing is a thing. Skipping on. Um, then we got into the immersion in an instant. Because we're in the future and things need to go faster. We need everything now, now, now. Yes. So, top on that list, SSD. Nice. Yes, that's right. Every Xbox One, ah, Series X. Now, Too many fucking in, names. Is it just a standard SSD or is it an NVMe drive? With our next generation... Nearly every aspect of gaming, it doesn't say exactly what it is. Okay. It just says SSD storage. So for those of you who don't know... Like me. A standard SSD is basically that thing that you get, a box, that normally you plug into something with like a USB cable. Which is on top of my Xbox One Or you can right actually put one internally in your tower and use a SATA cable, just like a regular hard drive. Um, an NVMe drive is the new fangled technology on the block. It sort of looks like a RAM stick, but it's not a RAM stick. It's a whole hard drive. Um, what? Yeah. I don't know computers. So you can mount that. There's usually a slot on certain motherboards. Even my motherboard has one um, where you can mount that. You basically stick it in a PCI slot just like you would a RAM chip. It mm -hmm. presses down. You usually have to put a screw in either end of it to lock it down in place. It's and, a little um, bit more important than RAM. Yeah. So those are, Depending on things, yeah. because they're smaller, a lot of people use them for like micro ATX builds and stuff like that. Um, but they're also a lot Faster in general. Ah, SATA cables, yeah, SATA cables are not, they're not slow, but they're not extremely fast either. USB cables are notoriously slow for data transfer. Even new USB protocols are. USB-C is okay. USB-C is okay. USB-C is getting up to the kinds of speeds we're seeing from SATA now. Um, but USB is notoriously slow for data transfer and... NVMe is the fastest thing out there because, again, it's mounted directly to the motherboard of the machinery. We so got, there's no go through. So there's no crap. Dude. Sorry, that's fine. It's okay. Yeah, I don't know which version that is. Um, I just most likely it'll just be a, a the. I'm thinking of pricing wise. They yes. probably don't want to go with that because that's probably the more expensive route. And mm -hmm. do they have like terabyte size? Well, they're really not that much more expensive. Oh, who knows? We terabyte. also have no idea what the price is, so and we won't for a while. Either way, the. The idea is, is yeah, your shit's going to be faster. Yeah. Um, they also talked about Quick Resume, which they kind of toyed with from the beginning of Xbox, where you could be like, hey, you have a game running, you can mm -hmm. go do other things and come right back to the game. Uh, the new Quick Resume lets you continue multiple games from a suspended state almost instantly, returning you to where you were. Yeah, that's cool. 
uh, without waiting through loading screens, there was also something that came out after this um, that if your system has to do an update, it will still resume your game. That's also cool. Because um, the one thing I cannot... The one thing I love about my Xbox One is being able to go to work, turn it off, come back, and resume a game right yeah. where I left off. Even the Switch does that with a single yeah, game. The Switch does that um, too. So a lot, yeah. days, so. Uh, a lot of people have talked about. A lot of people have talked about the way they're thinking of this is like, hey, you're in the middle of playing a single player game. Somebody's like, hey, let's play some Fortnite. Let's play a round of Call of Duty, whatever. Let's play some Fortnite. No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Fortnite's fun. Ignore him. Um, but you go in, you have fun, and you're like, all right, I'll see you. And instead of having to be like, oh, I gotta wait for this fucking Grand Theft Auto story mode to goddamn load up, because that'll take 40 minutes. Um, boom, you're already there. Hopefully, because Grand Theft Auto just sucks on loading in general. Uh, which is a cool idea. Um, moving on to the dynamic latency input. Do you have any idea what that does? My guess is it has to do with the way uh, fucking the lag timing works in a lot of games. Um, like so. fucking... Or no, dynamic latency input. You're talking about fucking controllers. Boom! Like you hit it right on the nail on the head. We're optimizing latency in the player-to-console pipeline, starting with our Xbox wireless controller, which leverages our high bandwidth prior... But nope. <laughs> Proprietary... I, I was reading too fast. <laughs> Proprietary wireless communication protocol when connected to the console. With dynamic latency input, a new feature was syn- which synchronizes input immediately with its... I can't do that voice and read. Uh, new feature which synchronizes input immediately with what is displayed. Is displayed. So it's either speeding up or slowing down your frame rates, essentially, to match the latency of your controller. Weird. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about it. It's a cool idea. It depends. It really only works for me in, in single-player games. It depends on how stable it is. Yeah. I don't want to have to play a game because... At you know thirty frames a second because my controller is fucking lagging. Well, the, mm. your controller won't be lagging. Well, the whole point is yeah, the yeah. the idea is they'll speed up or slow down the game depending on the latency of your controller. Which just speaking of plug frame your fucking rates, controller in. One hundred and twenty FPS support. Yes, one hundred twenty FPS. So we knew it was 4K, But it really is uh, with RTX. support up to one twenty. Allow developers to exceed standard six, uh, sixty FPS, uh, which is funny because the standard is really still not 60 fps no. this fps there are a lot of games on console that still do not run at that nope. um and it really and this is a big thing and i've had to i've had this conversation with a lot of people because they're expecting all my games are going to do this all my games are going to take advantage of this like no, no no xbox see xbox original like first party will they have already stated that hey we are going to have these things mm-hmm other third party to uh, other people are not going to be required to do this. This yeah. is like, hey, you have the option to do this. The thing about like pushing for that 60 FPS, so many people have gotten up on frame rates now. Is like I need 60 FPS in all my games. Yeah. Is it isn't so much about having a high frame rate. It is does your game look smooth in its animations? That's what people care most about. If you take someone actually did this, they took old Street Fighter sprites. 2D, you know, sprites, 16-bit sprites. They did a set of them in 30 frames a second, and then a set of them in 60 frames a second. Would look better. Compare them to their original animation. With all the stuff that you see in between those animations, because those animations were maybe five, six frames max, they look awkward as hell. 
that's the problem. Like, Sakura's little back-and-forth sway dance that she does is her idol animation in one of the Street Fighter games. At 60 frames a second, she looks like she's having a goddamn seizure. <laughs> like, it's the weirdest thing to look at. So, the idea is not to get the most photorealistic graphics, not to get the best frame rate. It's to have an art direction in your game that Make makes game that game look, look okay. That's what Payday 2 does. Um... <laughs> So the last big section, I, I skipped over the. Mm-hmm. They're doing HDMI 2.1. Oh, uh, boo hoo. Yeah, whatever. Um, if it ain't 4K, nobody gives a shit. Next, I mean that. Yeah, they will have 4K. Yeah, but but uh, who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It has the ability to go up to 8K. Whatever. I don't care. That's years from now. I don't have a 4K TV. I won't have a 4K TV for a while. Why? Because I don't fucking care. 1080p looks fine. Does 4K look great? Yes. I want my games to play. I thought I'm supposed to be the angry one on this podcast. I want my games to play. That's all. Remember, I I get angry when I have to defend shit. Guess what? Pokemon doesn't look like it doesn't play like Breath of the Wild. Why? Because it's fucking Pokemon. It's fucking Pokemon. Just but, give me the Pokemon game on the, the TV. Guess what? I got Pokemon in 3D on the TV. But I want to climb. Stuff. Eat a dick. Climb stuff. You can climb a ladder. Guess what? The world freezes around you. Oh, it's the end of the world. No. It's how it works. But I want to climb cares? stuff with my little green circle. <sighs> then go the fuck back to Legend of Zelda. But I want Pokemon in it. <laughs> Next generation of gaming compatibility. <laughs> I'm the gaming community right now. <laughs> Listen to me <laughs> Um, This is my favorite section of this whole thing. Uh, obviously, we have Xbox Game Pass. Everything's still coming. Everything's going everywhere. Everything's going to be hell. Fucking Game Pass is going to be xCloud. You're going to be able to play your Xbox Game Pass games on the go, wherever the fuck you want. Beaten Stadia immediately, like that. So I've got like a little display that sits in my car dashboard. You ha- do you have a toaster? Yes. You can play Skyrim on that. Sweet. All right. I mean, you can play Skyrim on a fucking shoelace at this point. But. <laughs> so, the first bullet point, I skipped down to the, the Xbox Game Pass, because mm-hmm. it's going to continue. It's awesome. It's we Game Pass. It. We get games. Yay. Four generations of gaming. I'm you, take you know that what four generations, right? Yes. That's right. We can still play all of our backwards-compatible Xbox Original, Xbox 360, Xbox One, I and have, now the Xbox Series X titles, which haven't existed and won't exist for a year. a physical copy. A fusion frenzy. You can play it. I am waiting to put that in an Xbox One Series X. Oh, okay. <laughs> Whoever gets it will do that. That'll be a big event. I'm um, just waiting to see, because for me, it'd be like a surreal thing. I couldn't believe that what was actually happening. So it is, uh, your favorite games, including titles and Xbox Game Pass, benefit from steadier frame rates, faster load times, and improved resolution and visual fidelity, all with no developer work required. Specifically... We're saying this. No, this is the one one bullet point. That is no all games. All mm-hmm. games that fall under the games that are already on these systems that will be able to, like, forward compatibility or whatever, yeah. backwards compatibility. I mean, I think um, that's kind of a given if you've ever played an older game on a newer PC. No, the other cool thing is... What? Xbox One gaming accessories also come forward. Yeah. We already I just bought this. a Series 2 Elite controller. It better fucking come for All me. of them. That includes, like, peripherals and shit. So, like, your Rock Band guitar, guitar for Rock Band 400, boom. That's what I forgot to bring. I was going to bring that fucking controller over so I could show it off and show all cool features on it. The new Xbox controller? All right, cool. Yeah. Um, 
And here's my favorite, and I hope everybody's favorite. I'll show a video for it. Smart delivery. Smart delivery. Smart delivery. Do you know what smart delivery delivery is? Does that mean like a robot will bring me my pizza? This technology empowers you to buy a game once and know that whether you're playing it on Xbox One or Xbox Series X, you are getting the right version of the game on whatever Xbox you're playing on. A little bit didn't need to be there. They just had the right version. I really hate when I buy those PS4 games for my Xbox. We're making the commitment to use smart (laughs) delivery on all our exclusive Xbox Game Studio titles, including Halo Infinite, ensuring you only have to purchase the title once in order to play the best available version for whichever Xbox console they choose to play on. This technology is available for all developers and publishers. Uh, they can choose to use it for titles, release later, or whatever. Um, basically is, hey, you're buying, if you buy in Halo and you don't have an Xbox Series X yet, guess what? You have to buy that game once, and then you will be able to play the Xbox Series X version of that. I remember. That was the big contention in the jump between the last-gen and the current-gen consoles is people were still buying newer games yeah. for the last-gen stuff. And then we were getting so did. many remakes, HD remakes, for the next... Titanfall. That was a fucking um, game I did. I bought Titanfall for the 360, and then I had to buy it for the Xbox One all over again. So, almost immediately after this came out... Again, all this is old news if you are in the paying attention but this is like our reaction to it so fuck you we love you uh become patrons or whatever good we love you um no stop the fucking unless you want the fucking uh, <laughs> right after this got posted cd project red tweeted out cyberpunk will be taking advantage of this you will have to buy cyberpunk once so you buy your cyberpunk on xbox one when the game comes out you can then put that disc in your Xbox One Series X, and it'll be the Xbox One Series X version when it's available. I think that's fucking amazing. It is. Um, and it's a weird flag-in-the-road kind of thing, where it's like, hey, we're doing this. It Why is, aren't you? Well, it's a new direction. What I see this as is, I said this one already two podcasts already, is this is Xbox kind of throwing down the gauntlet of consumer friendliness now. And that's the thing. This is a, to me, I see it as two things. One, I see it as the Xbox throwing down the gauntlet of now, we don't know what shit, we don't know shit about Sony. We know the, some little specs here and there. They're doing backwards the compatibility. Yeah. Um, but we don't know if they're going to do anything like this where it's like hey you have a you have a PlayStation 4 game guess what if you have that disc and you put it in your PlayStation 5 it'll play the better version of that game man you better let me put a PS1 disc in my fucking PS5 <laughs> um but it, i see that and i'm like okay cool it gives that it gives them a little edge of that if they if PlayStation doesn't offer that what does that mean to, in this generation? The, the idea is that PlayStation either has to match or do better than Xbox in this Ooh, case. Do better is hard with that, in my opinion. It is hard. Um, because with the, this is a new direction. This is, a, this is actually an unprecedented direction. I'll just put it that way. The reason why it is is because it is the most consumer-friendly policy to come out for a console launch and pretty much forever. You're talking about you can go all the way back to the days like PS2 and PS1 as oh you can play you can play your PS1 games on your PS2 okay that was awesome but it was also expected we knew that was going to happen what we didn't know is when we got to PS3 that all our PS2 games were going to be fucking useless 
we didn't know that when we went from PS3 to PS4 that everything on our PS3 was completely useless, including... And that, was, that was 100% of Sony fuck yes. up, being like, hey... Anything we downloaded digitally. So all of that money spent, all of that time invested was gone just so you could upgrade to a new console. Now we're at a point where Xbox is saying, you don't have to worry about it at all. If you've got these, if you've got an old-ass copy of Crackdown, one on the Xbox, plug it in and fucking play it. Probably. (laughs) Um, So the reason I say that is two things. You have, obviously, the Xbox versus Sony in this case. But then you have one of the most anticipated titles of the year, of many years, to be honest, um, coming out and saying this how do the other developers and distributors and all publishers it's, take that? Do they try and do it? Because, well, I mean, Ubisoft, uh, EA, Activision, mm-hmm. I'm sure they would love to be like, here's your copy for this console, and then another give us 60 bucks for the other one. Um, they would absolutely love to do that, and that's because CD Projekt Red being the studio that it is, I look at them, I know this... This comparison won't make sense to a whole lot of people because it has to do with a car company. They are Koenigsegg. Koenigsegg is a small batch, exclusive car company um, that makes cars purpose-built for the people who they know will buy them. Um, That's what CD Projekt Red does. CD Projekt Red goes that extra step and is the good guy and is upfront with everything that they're doing and says to you... All we care about is pleasing the consumer at the end of the day. I mean, hell, they in every copy of Witcher 3, they literally gave you a, a piece of paper that was like, thank you. They thank gave you, you a fucking thank you stuff. note. They're like, and then gave you a shit ton of free content. They are that small batch, you know, independent artist who, you know, you go out to one of their live shows and they're just glad that you showed up to support them. That's what CG Project Red is. Activision and EA, on the other hand, for the last couple of years have been like, be glad that you were giving us money right now. <laughs> like, that's where they're at. EA is like, you should be happy that we even made Star Wars games. <laughs> um, yeah, you had your... There's your, your yes. story, your single-player story game. Now give us the money Activision for Activision has told people that, you know, you are lucky that we even bother making Call of Duty. Like, that's where they were. <laughs> and so... It's just two different attitudes. It's that attitude before of we make things for consumers that consumers will enjoy versus we're entitled to consumer money. That you basically owe us this. And so we can keep putting out garbage and keep putting out nonsense, you know, up until the point you get fed up of it. And then we'll we'll slow down a little bit, we'll reel it in a little, and then we'll just keep up with the same pace as soon as we start making money again. Bethesda has gone that way with Fallout 76. Okay, so um, I, I feel like we've had... I'm not sure if we've had this discussion about the whole mm-hmm. Bethesda thing. Uh, I really look at the whole Bethesda situation with 76 as they attempted something and they attempted it the wrong way, but they're le- slowly learning from it. But in that attempt, they also had to figure out a way to continue to make money off of a failure. Or a mm-hmm. failure. They will never admit that it's a failure, but I mean... I mean, they'll um, never admit... No game company no, will admit that something is a failure. Nintendo. Ever. Nintendo probably would. Nintendo would. <laughs> Here's a parallel that I draw, right? Is when Nintendo was failing to turn profits for several years in a row. 
Um, their stock prices were falling. Fucking Iwata took a cut in yeah. pay. So here, it's not just that he took a cut in pay. People don't understand the the magnitude of this cut to begin with, right? They were at the point where investors were starting to back out. So they investors were selling shares in Nintendo. Nintendo's stock price was falling because of it. Nintendo was about to go under as a company. Well, they were kind of on their last it's, leg. It's it's a weird just thing because yes. Nintendo's got secret that secret money that'll keep well, them afloat yes. forever. But what what Iwata did is he didn't just say like, oh well, I'm going to take you know, I'm going to you know not take one paycheck this year. He cut his salary by fifty percent. Asked his executives to cut their salaries in half, at the very least, until the end of that financial quarter. At the very least is what he said. He said, at least do this. If we have to continue to do it, then I'm going to keep doing it, and I'm asking you guys to do the same. That's where he was. And they took that capital that was saved from those salary payments and reinvested it into all their R&D and all their new IPs and told their developers... Make this game as perfect as you fucking can, because if you don't, we don't make any money. <laughs> so, they... Oh, man, I will always be sad that he put the Switch in motion and never got to see... But that's what that's what you would expect of a CEO of a company, someone who has passion for their job. The issue that we have with the American game companies, like EA and like Activision, is their CEOs have turned into these heartless like Scrooge McDuck's basically they're just out there to I know he's one of your favorite kids no no I'm like <laughs> Scrooge McDuck is not heartless no he is a very loving person but that it gets, also loves money well it gets to the point where it's like the love of money has overtaken them yeah. all they cared about was making a profit Glumgold and okay Glumgold there you go but all they cared about was making a profit to the point where it didn't matter that consumers were angry at them if you kept buying their games they were going to keep doing the same thing it, as and long guess as what? people still kept buying yes, the games, as long as the shareholders were happy, that was what was important, and so that's what they went with. CD Projekt Red, they didn't give a fuck about that. They said, "Okay, we have investors, we have shareholders, we have people who have a stake in this company, but we understand that in order to make them happy, we have to make our consumers happy first. And that's why I said it before: The Witcher Three, CD Projekt Red sold the game twice. Like, that Netflix show helped them out, but it didn't make The Witcher 3 a better game. The game was done at that point. People bought it because they were interested, and the people who bought the game after the Netflix series launched, it was literally seeing the game sold twice and people loving that game all over again. The craziest thing Mm. is, I think, even Mm. because that day is, I believe, Mm. the same day that it went live on Xbox Game Pass. Yeah. Even through that, I think people were buying the DLC, and it was even spiking in those sales. Oh, yeah. And that's on a console that you're getting the full regular game for free. Well, yep. for free with your already existing pres- or subscription. It's, it's just that kind of level that Xbox is now taking it to, right? Is They're telling you, we understood... The best thing for me is they understood went, went, what went wrong with the Xbox One launch. When they came out and they had this extremely consumer unfriendly policy, and they looked like they were just in it to make as much money off you as possible, and they didn't really care what you wanted. God, I'm so glad they have Phil Spencer now. Yes, they were at the point where they were quite literally telling you, "This is what the Xbox One is. Take it or leave it. Yeah. You know, screw you if you don't like it." Which, in mm-hmm. all honesty, it is really funny looking at mm-hmm. the progression of that. Yes, at launch it was, "Hey." 
this is what this is. You're gonna, you need to do these things. Mm-hmm. We've hit a point where they almost are saying the same thing for a lot of the tech behind it, but in the right way. It's like, yes. hey, these are the reasons why we're doing these kind of things. It's benefiting you. Yes, but uh, they're even if they couldn't upsell it on all the new technology and all the fancy stuff it'll bring to the table for developers, they're selling it on the fact that. You know, it is a backwards compatible console all the way back to their first gen. It is an easy, it's basically just an easy access point to gaming right now. I even, it's the craziest thing is to me, I sometimes wonder if they aren't expecting the Series X to be a, a huge seller right away. Because they already said within the first year there will be no Series X exclusives. Yeah. They've They've constantly said, hey... All of the games that you can play on your Xbox Series X will play, or like, all the games will work on your Xbox One. Well, I think they understand and they're experimenting a little bit with the changing economy. Yeah. Is, as inflation keeps increasing year after year after year, our spending power just goes down. People don't have $600 to go out and blow, out a, blow on a console anymore. Um so they're trying to sort of test, they're dipping their toe in the water essentially, saying, can we have, for lack of a better term, a more compassionate marketing model? Can we give people a chance to acclimate so when they're ready to buy a Series X, we can still turn a profit, but still be friendly to the consumer and allowing them to buy it on their time schedule on rather than ours? The best thing they have, the position they're in, is, hey, you don't have this yet, but... <laughs> We have Xbox Game Pass. You can play your Game Pass games. You can play these on your computer, on your home TV, on your yeah. on the go once the xCloud launches again. But, hey, when you hit that point that you're like, I want to play this the best way I possibly can, we have that option for yes. you when you can do it. But I, I, I think they have a model in place already to keep turning a profit, even without huge numbers of consoles flying off the shelves. It's mostly going to be through first-party games that they launch. Mm-hmm. And, of course, through game licensing fees that they already get through third-party developers coming in. It's going to be through things like it at Xbox, where they've got indie developers just... ID. Just cranking out... I only say that because it is... uh, id software. Um, They're just... You know, there's indie developers are just cranking out titles now that they have Microsoft backing them. Um, They've got Game Pass still going. That's a subscription service. Xbox Live by itself is a subscription service. Still I do the, money. the combo. I do that yeah. uh, Ultimate Game Pass. Yep, they've got Ultimate Game Pass, so if you just want it all, you're still giving them money just to be in the loop, to have access to that stuff. And it's all of value to you at the end of the day, because who else besides, I guess, EA is really giving you access to a crap ton of games yeah, for a nominal think fee? think about it. Mm-hmm. EA, you mm-hmm. get their newest titles how long after they've launched? Oh, yeah. It's a while. Xbox is like, hey, Xbox every first-party title, day one, you get this. Yeah, and there's there's trade-offs to that. You know, it's things like Crackdown 3, which well, I don't even yeah, get into, yeah, sure. but it's... Fucking hmm. the... Uh, what's the pirate game called? My mind's sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves has still has a huge following. Oh, yeah. I even thought about going back I've kind of thought about it too because now there's like NPC boats going around there's NPC Um, but there's a lot more content in the game overall so yeah we have there's so much shit looking forward to I really hope everything works out we have obviously you know things can happen yeah we don't know how the future looks but we can hope for good things and until then 
there's so many games already. Hey, guess what? If none of the new games can come out, you can finally attack that back catalog. Yeah. Cool. Uh, <laughs> 500 motherfucking titles. Oh, I don't want to think about it. Oh, sorry. I just remembered Am- the guys that made Amnesia Dark Descent announced a new yeah. Amnesia game. Yeah, that's Someone creepy. Someone had posted something about it like, oh, fuck, just what we need, another Amnesia game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us on another sp- episode. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Space Time Taco. It's too late. This is a late episode. It's 8.30. It is. Um, If you like what we do and you like our voices, subscribe to us on all social media platforms. Like, follow, give us a little rate, five star. If you don't give five star, just don't rate. It's kind of like Uber. If you're not going to give five star, just don't. If If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. That's the thing. Yes. You know that? Give this video a like. Subscribe. Share. Share. That's the best thing, too. Share us with your friends and maybe not your family. (laughs) I know somebody that listens to this that is graduating from high school this year. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I feel so bad for her mom. Because they're really nice people. We apologize. <laughs> I blame my mom. Because she probably told you, your mom, to tell you that this exists. Not thinking about these are 30-year-old people talking about video games and other things. Why are we old? We're not old. We're okay. Why is aging a thing? Because death has to happen eventually. I think it's because of short you know, telomeres and getting DNA strands. You gotta get to the end. You want it... That's death! <laughs> He gives a scientific term. I'm like, you die. (laughs) Stay safe out there. Don't touch your face. Wash your hands. Buy an N95 mask. If you're... No, don't buy fucking masks. An N95 antiviral. You can't get them. Yes, you can. Go buy a 3M respirator from Amazon. For $500 a box? No. Have you not seen the price hikes? A single plastic respirator. Have you seen the price yes, hikes? I'm telling you, a single plastic respirator, construction respirator, from Amazon, from 3M, is about $30 to $150, depending on your model. A single? <laughs> no, what? you're not... Li- no, no, I finish. know. No, no, but the at the same time... The plastic respirators have replaceable pods in them. Yeah, but they've already talked about the fact that the, the microbes or whatever are smaller than the smallest ones so that they So then you don't buy N95, you buy what they call N1000 pods, which... Don't, don't, don't worry 99. about it. 99.9% of particulates. Don't worry about it. Don't do that. Just wash your damn hands. That if, too. And if you're sick, don't go to work. Someone came to fucking work sick today. In a surgical mask. God damn it. What I want to say, and it's kind of what I always say, but a little bit different. What are you going to say? Stay inside and play video games. <laughs>